0: We all have numbers. I feel like One, a number. two, three, four. I feel like a number.
1: Why am I four? I have the most points.
0: No, you're actually number four on the slide. You're, you're
2: the, number four on the You're slide. the high score at golf, four. man. You lose. Sorry. I
1: thought it was something like that.
0: Number four could be better.
1: It could be better, it's
2: but a, it's not. It's a, we, call, we can call Dana and bogey.
0: It could be better, but it's worse. It could
2: be par. Seems unlikely. Par four is more common than par three. Yeah, but is it really? It's yeah, a, you know how hard it is to get a get a hole
3: it's
0: in one the other way.
2: on a par four. Damn near impossible unless you're Happy Gilmore. Right. So it has to be a par three because he can get a hole in one. I can get a birdie. You can get par, and he's a bogey. Oh yeah, with your logic, yeah, Dana would have to be a bogey, or a
1: birdie on a par five.
2: Yeah, shame.
3: Oh, he could birdie on. A, well, no, he's never going to get a hole in one on a par five
2: for sure. That's yeah.
1: Oh, that's four
3: hundred fifty, five hundred
1: sixty yards. And he's
3: out. If you're playing Come golf with
2: Jesus, and like he hits the ball and like goes over toward the water, and then a and then a fish jumps up out of the water and grabs the ball. And Welcome and a, to today's an e- episode. The eagle of... swoops down and grabs the fish and carries it up over the green and drops the ball for a hole in one. That's the only way that's going to happen. So what you're saying is Jesus is a cheater? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to today's episode of golfing with Jesus. Me, <laughs> Moses looks at everybody. And says, "Are we gonna golf? Or are we gonna fuck around?" <laughs> <laughs> that's also called episode thirty-four. Thirty-four. Yes. So uh, we are um, at episode thirty-four
3: of 34, the Flix Three podcast. podcast.
0: Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.
1: Right. So this is our our first episode of what are you gonna do before you turn forty? No, um, no,
2: that's gonna be um, no. This is the this is the episode of the podcast where you start to question all of your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> I did that
3: episode right. one though. Yeah, well, you're ahead of yeah, your time. That's
2: like the, the, yeah, but that's like the, the, the whole theme of your life, though.
0: Question everything?
2: Talking about the life of the show. Right. Why am I not being heard? You got
0: it?
1: Are we, are also we the theme of the show. Also
2: the theme of the show,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's, that's not for unprofessional. Take two.
3: All right, take two. This is of the Flicks podcast, alpha. and I am going to be your host this week because Jonathan's tired. And he only had two five-hour energies today. So, again, I am Pete. And with me, as always, is the guy to my right.
0: we are really awkward. That's Danan. Yeah, you went backwards. Patsy Lou, what? I don't have to go. I can go whichever way I want. Who's the host? This guy.
3: So, to my right, I have Mr. Danan. To my immediate left, <laughs> I
0: have our sound technician, Sound technician. Today he's our sound
1: technician. He's I've been, been devoted. Yeah, quit talking into the microphone.
2: <laughs> all right, it looks Ooh. like both of them have been muted for the rest of the show. Oh, so no, I anyways. never got
1: muted before. Yeah, congratulations! I muted you all. How one
0: does it time. feel? Here, ready now. You're all muted. So uh, welcome to the J Bo Show.
2: Yeah, because people want to hear that. Anyways, one Squire Jonathan reference, and here we are. Uh, yep, I'm
0: here. Yep, right? we're done. We're done. So how are you guys all doing today? I hope you're all doing really well. I don't know what happened to Ken, Pete, and Dana, and uh, somehow their throats all got slashed. Uh, okay. We called it the uh, Red Podcast.
3: The Red Podcast. That went so so got, quickly. It's so
0: dark. <laughs> Anyways, with Jonathan and Ken.
3: Hello. Hello everybody's here today i can't find anything on mm-hmm. my computer right now okay well while he's doing that we don't really need him to find anything so again story. welcome to the Blix podcast if you've hey, never I heard, heard us before we broadcast out of flint michigan and on our show we talk about a variety of crazy antics and fun subjects um for and instance always
1: stay on topic
3: we <laughs> we we do our best to stay cap topic a little bit no not even close <laughs> So, on the slate for today, we're going to talk about our favorite amusement parks and rides, best and worst.
0: Don't say the whole list. You can only do one
3: at a time. And then, we're going to talk about the most overrated books of all time, in our opinion. And we're going to give you some books that uh, we think need to be up a little higher. Some really good stuff that you've not heard of.
1: And do we have a list for comparison on this one? I do. We
3: do. Excellent, excellent. That's on the baseline
1: for our scorn of all the other books. Yes, and and praise for lifting them.
3: Correct. Nineteen eighty-four. Right. We'll get to that.
1: Okay. It sounds like fun.
3: But
0: first. And
3: then. we we're going to talk about amusement parks.
0: Are we going to do best and worst and overrated amusement parks too?
3: We can if you want.
0: Yeah, because I'm going to say it right now. Go for it. Walt Disney World? Never there we go. Overrated.
3: Alright, Ken, I know Ken's been there. Ken, is Walt
2: Disney World overrated and why, sir? It depends on what you're going for. If you're going for the rides, it really, really is overrated. Millie. Jonathan, why do you say it's
0: overrated? I went on a whim and I just I remember always, you know, all the hype about what it was supposed to be. And it wasn't fucking there.
2: No, you see, that's your, that's your problem right there. You have to want to go. If you don't want to go, there's no point in going.
0: I mean, I wanted to experience mm-hmm. it. Like, I wanted to go at least once, but then like when
2: Yeah, but you didn't want to go to Disney. You wanted to go to experience what Disneyland is like. You didn't want to go to Disneyland because, oh my god, I love Disney.
0: Well, that would be correct, yes.
2: Yeah, see, that's the thing. If, if Disney holds no appeal for you, if there's no magic, if you're just dead inside, like we all know <laughs> you are... Then, <laughs> then, then, there's really no point in going. If you believe in you know a little bit of magic and you're, you're looking to have your beliefs suspended a little bit and you and, and you want to experience that certain I don't know what, then go. Yeah, absolutely go. See, like when when you're a kid, it's magical, and if if he goes as a small child, it's great. It's the best thing in the world. And if you come back as an adult and you kind of get that nostalgia feeling that we, I, that, that I think we all on this podcast are famous for loving. And, and you feel kind of like a kid again. And if you're fortunate enough to have kids when you go, then you get to experience it again through their eyes, which is magical. Um, if you're open to it, if you're optimistic about it, it really is a magical place. Okay. Now, that being said, I hate amusement parks altogether. I'm not a fan of roller coasters. I don't like rides. I don't like really anything. But I, I do like Disney World.
1: So what do you do in Disney World if you don't like any of the rides? Yeah, I was going
2: to ask you, Ken. What is, you walk what around can- a lot. You buy things because, like, every store you go into, every, every, every door you go in at Disney World is trying to sell you something. Right. And it's all different stuff. It's amazing how much different Disney stuff there is out there, but it's all, it, they're, they're just trying to sell you something.
0: I have a question. Hmm. Yes. So that same three-day period, I went to Universal Studios. I had fun. I didn't hate it. But, but you didn't love it. But you didn't love it. But I didn't love it. But I liked it a lot more than I liked the Disney world. But All right.
3: All right. I got a question for you then, Jonathan. What did you love? What was your favorite part about Universal Studios? Because I have never been there. Sell me. Sell me Universal Studios.
0: They had everything, dude. I mean...
2: Well, what's everything?
0: You had X-Men, Spider-Man, Hulk...
2: um,
0: Harry well, Potter. That all was... the
2: almost all of that stuff will be at Disney now because well now it will be, yeah but right. at the time but back at the time at the time well, yeah at the time there were two and they still have Harry things. Potter and Harry Potter's huge I mean
0: well now yeah now they have the new the second Harry Potter because there's the one Harry Potter area and then there's a the second one now mm-hmm. so right.
2: you know. D- then,
3: did uh, you take your did did you we've not Disney been to World? Disney
1: we have been had a, a, a let's go to Disney plan. For years, and then it keeps getting pushed back further and further. Um, but the plan is eventually the children will go to Disney. They've never really been to amusement parks, I don't think. We've never taken them to uh, Cedar Point. I no, they, I don't think they have really been to one. Interesting. They don't do rides. I mean, Hadley's small. I think I could get her on something, and Kell's too scared for anything. I don't know. I think Disney and the whole like. Let's play with imagination stuff would be more fun. But any of those things, it's like, what is your tolerance for waiting in a line?
3: Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. Um, so what was the what was the studio? So when I was getting, I mean, I, I don't go to amusement parks. Um, my parents really couldn't afford to really take me to amusement parks. I think the biggest amusement park we went to was the Trzuzki Water Park <laughs> in freaking Saginaw, Michigan, which wait, was basically wait, a wait, cement wait. pad with a puddle in the middle of it. Torzuski's? Torzuski's.
0: That's the one in Lapier.
3: Oh, is it Lapier? Okay, yeah. Lapeer. See, I didn't even go to second. I went it closer. Just felt like a now there drive. was
0: one in Lapier that had a wave pool and a, two water slides.
3: That's the one I was at.
0: Okay, that was on Torzuski's. Oh, okay. Torzuski is the one that has the wading pool and a single water slide.
3: Okay, no, I had the double water slide. So, it step up, okay. take that. Fancy.
0: That that's actually got torn down by now.
3: Nice. That's not even there anymore. I I know. Nothing is.
0: I went there the last year it was open.
3: But when I was a kid, I always wanted to go to whatever studio they were taping double dare <laughs> right nickelodeon that would have studios. been fun yeah as a kid i always wanted to be on double dare you know that was the greatest but no mm. didn't get my dream they don't see a nickelodeon
2: studios really wasn't like uh it wasn't really an amusement park that was just like an actual working studio yeah i know but you could be on like well, yeah, I'm, like I'm, I know you can be on the show and stuff, but, like, people used to go to Disney Nickelodeon Studios thinking it was going to be, like, Universal Studios, and it's nothing like at all like Universal Studios.
1: Oh, it's, you know, Universal is like, lots of rides.
2: Well, it's, you know, they also used to when, uh, I, I think, if I remember correctly, when uh, Disney MGM Studios first opened, that was an actual, like, they actually, like, produced stuff there. Hmm. It was an actual working studio, in addition to being, like, you know, like the Warner Brothers Tour. Where it's kind of like a, it's an actual working studio, but they just kind of like take you around and entertain you with like the band mansion and crap. So,
0: I do have to say that in the future, taking kids there probably would change my opinion of Disney World. Now, now where did, did, did,
2: when you went to Disney World, where did you go? Did you just go to the Magic Kingdom?
0: Yeah, we, we only had one day, so okay. we only had
2: a chance to go to the one park.
0: So it's also possible that going to the other parks probably would be more appeasing to me. But
2: see, like I like Epcot. Yeah. Because they have to to um, and I we were there like, you know, when they were just kinda of like they, they were redoing stuff. Like they started getting corporate sponsorships for rides. So they had redone like they they had built like the GM test track, which was like a roller coaster kind of thing. And they had the, the Aerosmith rock and roller coaster. <laughs> which is as hilarious as it sounds. It did, but long. they also had Expedition Earth, where you go up into the dome and take the you know the clunky um, roller coaster car ride along the track and and like look at the evolution of mankind and stuff from like 1982. Was it and better than Auto World? It was better than Auto World. I'll give you that one. Dude, Auto World uh, gave but it was nightmares. it was it was it was pretty bad. And there were actually parts of the park that weren't like really they weren't doing anything with them. There was just like a building standing there and like just walking past it, pretending it
0: didn't
2: exist. <laughs> so nice. Do you, do you um, want
0: to know a horror story about Auto World?
3: Okay, for those of you that don't know, Auto World was kind of a like a a, a car-themed learning center, you could call it, I guess? They were pushing for
1: amusement park. They were but pushing but for educational really cool. amusement park. It was
3: an educational amusement park, I guess, in Flint for a, a small amount of time. Yeah, it was not. Was it there? failed miserably. Anyways,
0: Jonathan, go ahead. So... <clears throat> I remember going to Auto World as a kid, right? And then, as a kid, I used to have these really bad nightmares. And my dad used to always tell me how he used to work at a place called Fisher Two, Fisher Body Two. Yeah. So, at one point, I had seen, finally, saw the Transformers animated movie. There's a scene where Hot Rod and Cup are in a metal planet's oil ocean, and there's these fish that come around and try to eat them like piranhas almost
3: so you had dreams of fishers
0: no i had dreams of auto world installing a fountain that had these metallic fish (laughs) swimming in there
3: that's amazing they should have done that it probably would have stayed open
0: (laughs) so yeah so there's my nightmare about auto world
3: all right, guys, has anybody here been to a Six Flags?
1: I've been to Six Flags. I rode the Batman ride at Six Flags. That nice. was, was the Batman ride? It was ride? amazing. It was one of the first uh, lay-down type. No, no, no. Stand up? No, no, it wasn't lay-down, but it was the four cross the, the suspended, hanging, suspended, suspended ones, yeah. like back okay. when that was a new thing, and that was pretty cool. But, yeah, Six Flags were always kind of fun. They were like the smaller version of Cedar Point. Which, for if anybody doesn't know, Cedar Point's rad, and all the other ones are not as good, because that's all Cedar Point did was just try and have the biggest roller coaster, like the biggest coolest stuff, and then all the other ones are like, well, we need to have Snoopy themed stuff and <laughs> spend our time doing that. Screw that.
0: I did go to Six Flags one time. We went as a uh, part of our one of our um, band trips. We
1: oh, you went with three.
0: the band at, at school.
1: Yep.
0: Really, you went to Six Flags. Yeah, that was the last day on the drive. Because the drive home had to take two two days. So the second day, the first day, we only went so far enough that we could stop and go to that place. And then we had to, like, 6 o'clock. And then we had to drive for another two hours, to get to the hotel, and then stay at night, and then drive home. So, yeah.
3: Six Flags, nice. Ken, have you ever been to Six Flags? I've been to Six Flags. And?
2: It's okay. It's okay? Mm-hmm.
3: Medi- medium, medium range, okay? It was meh. It was meh. But again, you know, I'm biased against amusement parks. So. Right, so that's true. All right, so let's talk about the amusement park that all four of us has been to multiple times. Which Michigan, is Adventure? N- uh, Michigan, Michigan Adventure? Not Michigan. We're not going to talk to Michigan Adventure. We're going to talk about, right now, we're going to talk about uh, the big boy in Toledo. I've been there once. Cedar Point. Once? It's in Sandusky, not Toledo. Is it in, yeah. Sandusky? in yeah. Sandusky? Yeah. Sandusky, Cedar Point. Right. So, Quality. do you like... Cedar Point, and why? Danon. Yes. Why?
1: Because it's fun. It's just riding big, crazy. You can't do stuff like that anywhere except for at an amusement park. There's no place in the world that you can just get into some crazy contraption that some lunatic built, fly down there at like 100 miles an hour, and uh, if you go on the right day, the lines aren't even that bad. Or weren't 10 years ago when I went last. Oh, they so, are now. Oh, yeah. So...
3: So Not what's the have... best ride at Sear Point, Danon?
1: Well, at the time, it was the Magnum.
3: Oh wow, you went a long time ago. Well, I, still... I think
1: they had done the Raptor was came after that. And, that the, and, and then there? the Mantis. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I've done the Mantis, a top thrill dragster. That was a thing. That's
0: kind of newish. Yeah, it's
3: the new-ish. newish.
1: So I've ridden that one. Um, but yeah, just like the big ass roller coaster, you know. Just a huge first drop, a big second drop. Those are cool. I mean, the Raptor was good because it's all flippy business and loop, 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 like nine loops on it or something. Those are good, but, man, you know, that's the whole point. You just run as fast as you can from ride to ride to ride.
0: They have a new place coming there called the... Um, a new ride? New Zone. Ooh. It's called the Forbidden Frontier. Ooh.
1: I wonder what they tore down for it. I don't know. <laughs> but
0: Steel Vengeance is the best new ride of 2018 says Cedar Point.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Ken, you said you only, you've only only been there once. You're not a fan of amusement parks. What do you think of Cedar Point?
2: Meh. Meh? That's it. Meh. I wrote the Magnum. I wrote the Magnum. I don't really care for roller coasters because I understand the, the mechanics behind them, so I'm, I know I'm never really in any real danger. I mean, there's that little, I don't a little, know. am I going to come off the, you know, are we going to fly apart? No. It, 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 and I don't like standing in lines. There's too damn many people there, and I'm old and crotchety. I guess. <laughs> so no, no. See, it, it holds no appeal for me. See, it, my it biggest, really my
3: biggest biggest dig against your point is the goddamn lines. They're like well, that, you're that, waiting an hour for a ride that lasts thirty seconds, and then you have to wait another. Plus hour. Plus, you gotta,
2: um, you know, you, you can pay extra. Yeah, you can pay extra. You can spend. You can spend an exorbitant I amount of a, money I to skip a, lines. I have a question about that.
0: What if? What would happen if everybody paid extra? Will right. they start a third tier, like extra, extra,
1: No. The extra, extra? Yes, they would, and charge a lot more. Yeah, money you for actually
2: it. have to. Right. Yeah, you actually have to work on the maintenance crew. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Next thing you know, they'll have like special days where you, you, you know only only five hundred people get in, and that's like you know that's your whole. thing. I'd actually probably have go to wait then. in line for
0: I, if that was the oh. case, and even if it was like a hundred times more expensive.
2: I will not. I will not spend money to skip. I, I will not spend the money to skip a line at an amusement park. But I will. Sp- I will do anything you want. I need you to, to skip the line at the Secretary of State's office. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So I'll. I'll sell Jaybo. bo <laughs> to, Wait, uh, yeah. I, I will. I will sell him to it to, to an Arab sheik. You get like five bucks. <laughs> He's like. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. I'll do it if I can skip the line at the Secretary of State. Sorry, buddy.
0: Can I call him Grandpa? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. You
2: can call him whatever you want.
0: No, you have to mm. call him Daddy. <laughs> no, I'm not down with this, Don. If I could call him Grandpa, I'd be okay with
2: that. <laughs> Grandpa's different than Daddy? Yeah. He's probably like 29 years old. That's fine. <laughs> call him Grandpa?
1: That's fine. No, it's going to scar you either way.
3: It is. No, it's not.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're going to be traumatized. I promise it's going to scar you either way. No,
0: dude, if I got sold to a, a, a Sheik, I'd be okay with that. Really? Yeah. You'd be okay with
3: it, get, being sold to a Sheik... As long as you could call him Grandpa. If you're, you're going to be an MBS's hero or something
0: and, like that, you're going to... And Ken gets to skip the line at the Secretary's oh, House. Oh, so you're doing this for
3: Ken.
2: Well, yeah. He's taking oh, off what a team. friend. He's a true friend. What a friend. A true friend.
0: And then I can kill the in to sleep and take his face and wear it and... <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> okay. Transfer all the money into a Swiss bank account of your choosing. And then Done. come
0: back home. And Ken still gets to skip the line. Yeah. Right,
1: but then, when he renews his license, you've got to do it all over again.
2: Well, there's, no, there's more right. No, no, because at that point... I'm managing his money for him. I, I, I get to pay the nice salary. I can pay somebody else to go and stand in line for me.
1: Oh. We just, All buy, mi- we just wait, buy Michigan. Can we just pay him the $5 in the first place?
2: $1.85 in trading stamps huh. to get you Michigan.
1: <laughs> All right. Sold. So, <laughs> Jesus. so um, what were we so. talking about? I don't oh, even remember.
3: Cedar Point. So, my, my, my best time at Cedar Point was in high school. Yeah. Were you part of this? Physics trip? Physics trip. Yeah, physics trip was fun. Physics trip was... It's so
1: <sighs> annoying that the conceptual physics kids were still there. It was also With the, the dirt, <laughs> oh, roller coasters go down I after won't, they go up. I yeah. won't say that out loud.
3: So we had, Dayton and I, had a physics trip where we went with the class and we were joined there by two other classes, um, two other mm-hmm. high schools, and that was it for the entire park. You could literally... Ride the mantis, get off, and get right back on immediately. Yeah, it was those are good probably days. the greatest thing ever.
1: Yeah, mostly though, that was because it had kind of rained that day. Oh yeah, which is the best possible thing for an amusement park is find the nearest to a shitty day as possible. So everyone's like, oh, maybe we'll go tomorrow. Or if it rains and like the the rides close down for like a couple of minutes, and then they open back up, and it was like. Oh, Beautiful. by the way,
3: being on a roller coaster while it's slightly raining is painful. <laughs> it feels like needles <laughs> lancing your skin. I'm not lying.
1: Oh, that's good. But true. Mm-hmm. And the other uh, life hack for the amusement park is to find a cripple. Those are the best things to have with you when you're there because they do not wait in line. They, oh, really? They get a book stampy thing and you go check in and be like, hey, I want to ride this ride. And there says... Oh, this line's an hour and a half. Come back in an hour and a half. Okay. I'll go get food, play video games, ride the bumper cars. Who gives a shit? I'm gonna go enjoy myself for an hour and a half. And then you come back and be like, I'm here. Do I get to ride the roller coaster? And they say sure. And really? then you they get like, on the roller coaster. They it's like the, stamp your book? Yeah, our, our friend like twisted her ankle the day before we went and needed a wheelchair. Because she had wrecked herself, and it's like, oh, okay. And then they just told us all this when be- we get there. Is it
2: because it she didn't check herself? She did something. not.
1: We were on a rope swing <laughs> at a lake, and she did not check herself or the depth of the water.
2: Therefore, she wrecked herself.
1: If anything, I learned from the early '90s: it's you
3: got to check yourself no, before, before you, you wreck yourself. yourself. That's like all I've all I learned is, is that.
1: Man, did we learn that lesson good?
3: We 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 really did over and over again. So has anybody ever heard of or been to Action Park?
1: Action Park? No. no. Where is this?
3: Well, it's close down now. It was the most dangerous amusement park in the world.
1: Oh, is that the one online with the like loop-the-loop yeah. water
3: slide? So it was like, the New Jersey amusement park was notorious for head injuries, broken bones, horrific wounds, and even deaths. So if you look this up, Right. They so, actually put a video about this online, um, where it shows all of the ways that this part could kill you. And and they and it was obviously devised by a lunatic that did not care at
2: all about safety. Those are the best Someone's obviously a sadist.
3: Oh, a sadist. So at one point, like Dana Dan said the loopy loop, so there's a water slide that goes a straight loop to loop, like he would go up in the air, defying gravity, loop
0: around and come back down. So that actually never opened. The loop-de-loop? Yeah, it never opened to the... That ride itself never opened to the public. Because it's impossible because to not die. Because of the
2: impossibility die. of it? Yeah, because the, right.
0: the, the, how high it had to be to actually work was like 300 feet tall. Oh, wow. Yeah, it would, you, you would die. You, you couldn't Yeah, and it. it would snap your necks, though. Like, as you were... Once you first hit the first part of the curve to go up, it would actually just snap your neck. The oh, G-Force. Wow. So, wait a minute. How did they figure this out?
3: Did they
1: well,
0: Hopefully.
3: Also, it? Also, if,
2: if somehow it didn't snap your neck, you, you get, pre, you get uh, road rash pretty bad. Oh, well, yeah. you get road rash. rash. Because the, water's not, the water that keeps the water slide lubed up is not going around that loop. Well,
0: oh. So, what he attempted to do was put jets in all the, all, the entire time so that was forcing the water. And as you went down, they <laughs> got stronger and stronger and stronger. So, he could get the water to go around. But then he couldn't get a body to go around. Well, no. And no,
2: because so, it's
1: drowned in the rapids, right? Yeah, because of
2: gravity.
1: The one kid who's just a little bit too light and makes it halfway up and hits the thing. And How do you get out. back up? You couldn't get back up. They send two kids down after him. Do like a. You'd get trapped I,
2: in that too. I could, I could see like doing like a luge where it like you go out and you go around, right, and come back. with no, a straight loop, no way. Well, where was Where was our physics class on
3: that one? Right. <laughs> Did,
0: you know what, though? I'm watching a video. There's actually people doing this.
3: I know. I'm not dying. No, I, they're not. They, showed, they showed a video of it.
0: I see that now.
3: Yeah, I don't know how it happened because when you look at it, it goes through the physics of it and it doesn't make sense. Like, even if you get to the top of the loop, if you fall back down that loop, there's no way you're climbing back up. No way. You're stuck in that tube, you're stuck there.
1: Right.
0: Dude these people are getting like 15 feet of air
1: been on one of those in kentucky really fun as hell man they are so great we definitely flew out of that thing a couple of times and (laughs) (laughs) nice wow what oh Oh, my God. Well, yeah.
2: (laughs) All good.
3: All All good. good. Let's not fix it. Let's just make sure it doesn't hurt so bad. It's
2: like that that luge guy in the Olympics got got decapitated. Yeah.
0: Okay, here it is. (laughs) The friggin' loop
3: in it. (laughs) Physics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like options on a roller coaster. <laughs> oh, gee.
2: okay. So it lasted a month because we're not all living in a, in a Looney Tunes cartoon.
1: Yep. At first, <laughs>
3: how, how do you die in the wave pool?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> oh, God, it's still a thousand people. You can't keep. Three, Three out of a thousand, though—that's that's not bad odds. I'm
0: not gonna lie; the wave pool is probably one of my favorite things.
1: The wave pools are always fun. Yeah, as long as you don't get run down. We've seen the pictures of wave pools in China where it's body to body, like you can't see the water for all the people.
2: Yeah, that's that's gross. No, yeah. I'm not. there's no point in having a wave pool if that.
1: No, I might as well just have a body. Just sit just
2: put at, them
3: everybody in a wet room. Sit,
2: just sit at, sit at home with your, in your bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's literally much, how it feels right now. You here. probably get more room. Yeah. Oh, my God.
3: So, yeah, Action Park. So, apparently, the guy who designed it is just like, screw science. I'm just going to do what I think looks right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. And
1: there's, then if
3: anything goes wrong, throw
1: hay on it. There's one of those in Europe where there's, like, a guy who, like, took his farm and just started building stuff. It's all, like, human-powered, uh, where there's, like, a carousel that this guy built. Like, I'm sure it's a zero safety standards with other little riot rides, and he just builds a new one every once in a while, and it's this random amusement park that a guy built by himself.
3: That's it? And people show up there? Yeah.
1: I want to go. It seems kind of, like, that one, you definitely do not feel safe. I'm sure. Yeah, well, what one? Make it more fun for you, Ken. I can't remember. It's it's Bavarian feeling. I'm trying to remember. It's overseas somewhere? Yeah, like, in the Austria area? Austria, Germany, Russia, somewhere over there, I think. Where they, you know, where the rules aren't quite as strict.
3: So, who's who's most recently been to an amusement park? I haven't been to one in a long time. Me neither.
1: Mm. Went to Splash Village. Does that count?
3: I guess it counts. That's
2: it's that's a, it's a it's an apartment it's a park where you become amused.
1: I was amused. It was amusing. It took what, uh, the where's
2: is that is that the one in Frankenmuth? Yeah. Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth. We got
1: turned away from the big slide though. That well, was a I, bummer. Well, because Hadley's too short. I was really hoping they'd let her slide on that one. Right? (laughs) But they did not. They called her out for being short. That's a
3: bummer. I hate it when I get called out for being short. I used to be short.
0: When did did Action Park close?
3: Oh, I don't know, dude. When was the last time you were at Michigan Adventure, Jonathan?
0: Uh, It was when I went with Brian Raby and his family.
1: Wait a second. No, we took the girls there. They have been to an amusement park. Michigan Adventure? Yeah. It's twice the fun. Yeah. And they rode even some of the rides.
3: I've never been Not there. Really.
0: you never been to Michigan Adventure?
1: Nah, fun.
3: Muskegon doesn't
2: appeal to me.
1: Well, you as don't have the, to go to Muskegon. As, just... as far as much too stuff to, as you
2: hate. Too close to fifth. I don't know. Yes.
0: What do you do with your life? Like, seriously. You hate so many you think, things.
3: You think I hate so many things. Dude, but every single really, thing
0: we talk about, you're like, oh, I hate that.
3: I actually don't, I don't
2: often use the word hate. I could probably count on one hand the number of things people like Pete's actually claim to hate in the entire yeah. time we've been doing this.
3: I don't actually use that word very often. There's things I dislike. We know, we know Pete likes music. Yeah, he likes movies. Movies, not comic books, movies. books. I'm going to tell you about my favorite books right here. I can't hate everything, and I don't actually use the word hate very much.
0: Okay, I, I was generalizing by using the word hate, but hate For is a very us. strong word to generalize with. Fuck off. That's hate. <laughs>
2: Anyways, to answer your word. question,
3: um Action Park closed in nineteen ninety six. So this article hey, that's where I got in,
2: pizza today.
0: This article is saying that they are supposed to be building another one of these called the Sky Caliber in nineteen two thousand six no, sorry, not nineteen, but twenty
2: sixteen. Another one of what? The Loop. Are they building that were they building that in nineteen sixteen? I could I could support that. It's the loop-de-loop water slide in 1916. Cause you're, yeah, because you're guaranteed to die. Yeah, it's made <laughs> out of wet wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 19, or brick. No, or a brick. It's made of galvanized steel. Bricks can get pretty slippery. And it's steam-powered. <laughs> Pittsburgh steel. Yeah, Carnegie 1916, steel. 1916 Carnegie steel. Yeah, you come down the thing, it like, hits you with a blast of steam right in the face. <laughs> the
0: skull Your skull
3: skin
2: here. melts off, but that's beside the point. It's, it's just like working in the factory. <laughs> that's right.
3: That's right. Oh my Except word! Way wetter.
4: <laughs> way.
3: <laughs> All right. So when we come back, we're gonna talk about wait, wait, what wait, we wait. think wait, are wait, over. What you got? Wait. Something else you want to say now after you insulted me with my hatred?
0: Yeah, I did get to say where it was my favorite place. Oh, probably because oh. nobody cares. Well, okay. What was your favorite place, Jonathan? My favorite place, my favorite amusement park growing up
3: was Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. That's where Pinocchio turned into a donkey. Correct? No. So, <laughs> oh.
0: Pleasure Island was actually over by Michigan Adventure, but it was just purely a water park. Ah, uh, what was your favorite ride at Pleasure
2: Island? The Black Hole. <clears throat> at Pleasure Island, it better be. <laughs> hey, did you guys? Did you? Did, did any of you guys ever go to Boblo Island? I have never been to Bablo Island. That's what I've been Detroit. to Bablo Island. Just yeah, in like a year before it closed, I think. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, How was that? I don't I was I the one in it was really disappointing. <laughs>
3: That's probably why I closed. they went
2: downhill for a long time before they actually closed. Is
3: it is that the island that Personally. the is that the island that the warriors had to get back to in the warriors? Uh. <laughs> what island was that, David?
1: I don't know Long Island or
3: something. They were in New York. They were in New York. It might have been Long Island. I thought it was an amusement mm. park though. So I thought it was oh bothering. Coney
1: Island.
0: Coney was it Coney, Coney Island? Coney yeah. Island. That's right. So, um, what was your favorite? carnival ride
3: like carnival not amusement park carnival mm-hmm. ride
0: yeah actual carnival
3: ride oh man i actually really dislike carnival rides because i have a a problem with spinning around yeah. Like, I can ride roller coasters, but even as a kid, like, if I spin around too much, I got immediately sick. So, Tilt-A-Whirl's not pizza. Tilt-A-Whirl would dude, make I, me throw up violently, dude, because... I
0: love the Tilt-A-Whirl. I can't yeah. do the Tilt-A-Whirl. The I can't do roller coasters, but I love the Tilt-A-Whirl. As a kid, oh, I, I hate the Himalayan. Oh, my God. Those are
1: great. Don't you love being squished up against we're oh, sitting next to you? my back, though, <laughs> like, could
2: not handle it.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Which one? The Himalayan was the one that had kind of an uh, up and down to it, but it just went around in circles really fast. bit and of a up.
2: And then he went level for like half a second. Then he went up some more. And then he came down the other side. Went level for a second. Then he went down around. It was like it's just like,
1: yeah. And all it would do. And was they take blasted
2: the... loud, loud loud popular music. Would your yeah. cart turn? No, right. no, no, the no, no. It was straight. just flat. Just, but yeah, like there's no like one. you're just like sitting in this metal basket, essentially. And there's no shocks or anything like wait that. Wait a minute! So it just wait a minute! Jars you every time you. Wait I'm, a minute! Is that the one that stopped and then went
0: backwards?
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes.
1: I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah, that's the one you Terrible. took your date on, and you sat on the outside. Oh, well, they're calling that. the And then she color. would just be squished up against you the entire time. So you guys
3: ever ride the Salt and Pepper Shakers?
1: Yeah, salt I did not. Nah. Or Gravi- the zipper. Gravitron. Oh, the zipper.
3: Gravitron
2: I've once. done
3: the gravitron. I, I was able to do the gravitron. I like gravitron. That was fun just playing with enough- gravity. Pirate yeah. ship
2: was always my favorite carnival ride, though. Yeah. Oh, the, big, the, the, the big one that pirate, goes the big up spike. and down. Yeah, yeah. the big yeah. swing. But um, also used to like, and I don't see him much anymore at the Scrambler. is my
0: favorite. Uh, Scrambler no. was okay. I've also, the is also called the Spider. In high school yeah. years
2: ago, um, my friend Rob Lee and I actually high-fived from different carts <sighs> as we passed each other on the Scrambler. Oh, really? Couldn't feel my hand for three hours. <laughs> I was going to say, that,
1: that had to <laughs> that was
3: That was painful. Did you guys are poor decisions. Do you guys remember the big swings? Bo- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Those are still those are still. We had
1: that at uh, Cedar Point.
3: Oh, oh, yeah, do they? Where
1: there's like 50 swings and it just gets you up and spins you around.
3: Yeah, and there's like 50 people yeah. out there on the swings, swinging all over the place.
0: I could do that
1: one. We'd go do that one after the log ride to try and dry your shoes out a little bit. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense.
0: Another ride I do like at amusement parks, though, is the whitewater
1: rafting ride. Any of those are fun. Oh, Except yeah. for, when I like you the just see, rides. like, there's that one, the just lo- huge drip of fl- water l- coming down. The log down, flume. And you can see it coming, the thing spinning, and you're just, like, counting the heads, and you're like, oh, son of a bitch, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's me. Gonna it's going to be me. me.
2: Ah! It wasn't me, yay.
3: <laughs> so I got a story about that. So, um, probably five years back, um, I was with my grandmother vacationing with a family in Tennessee, and she wanted to go to Dolly World. Dollywood? Dollywood, Dollywood I'm sorry. Dollywood. Dollywood. I um, might
0: go there this year. Do
1: they also have a black hole
3: ride?
0: They actually
3: do. Um, so we had to go to Dollywood, Dollywood and we had to walk through the Dolly Part Museum and all this stuff. But they have like a white rotter rafting ride there. And it was me and my sisters and I think the raft holds about eight people. And my grandmother was across from us. There's always
2: like two randos too.
3: Yeah, there's two randos. But my grandmother was across from us, and and you see my grandmother, she's she's uh, at the time she was seventy five, a uh, very very Mexican like a hundred percent Mexican woman, um, had the accent and everything, and she was just she was the one getting doused, hmm. my poor grandmother, and every time she got doused, she would swear in Spanish, <laughs> so. <laughs> So it was just one of the funniest and funnest things. Abuelo was done. not happy. Oh, Abuelo was was very pissed. It was oh, it was so much fun and it was so funny. I felt bad for my my grandma, but it was great.
1: Yeah, the, those water rides are always good for the wrong person getting told. Yes.
3: Yep.
0: <sighs> Would you ever ride the slingshot rides in Vegas?
3: Is this the ones that yeah. they keep posting the uh, the videos, videos on? when the and, people pass out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That would be fun.
3: You would give it a shot? Oh, for sure. Probably not. What does it do? Just shoot you up in the air? Yeah. Yeah. And this is from a guy who jumped out of a plane. Probably not. I feel like I'd get sick. For some I'd reason, like do... I'd jump out of a plane again before I did that.
1: Bungee jumping was harder than jumping out of the plane. I'd like plane. to do that
2: big, um, big swing.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun, too.
2: The one, the, 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 Yeah, it's like, it, it's like 50 feet or something like that. Like...
1: Yeah, there's one across Niagara, I think. Where you go, not right over the falls, but or at Grand Canyon and stuff like that.
2: Or you'd swing mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and there's one. Yeah, it's like there's one in a canyon. You know, like it's what you, you swing out and you, it like takes you like you, you come within like four feet of the ground and then you go back up. Yeah. But there's no chance you're gonna hit it. But you know, it just like you think really you out are, it's yeah. up on you. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's
3: Interesting. Fun. So, Pleasure Island was your favorite. Yeah, that was my favorite place. When did that close down?
0: Oh God. You know, it's kind of like Penny Whistle, where you can't find anything about it anymore. Like, I found...
1: I have... Like, my whole game store is basically Penny Whistle, is what I want to recreate, but with video games inside as well. So you
3: know, you know that no pictures of Penny Whistle
2: Place exist? Really?
0: We can't find a single one. I've been searching for pictures of this place for three years now.
2: Yeah, it's literally, like, Shazam. It's, it's, it's been wiped out the face Like, of you ever- have to wonder whether... Like, I know it existed... But, like, you can't prove it. There's right. no proof of it. You,
3: there's no proof of it. So, when we were growing up um, in Flint... I
2: think I found one photo
3: of yeah, it. Yeah, there was a place called Penny Whistle Place. It was right right on Mott Lake. And you would go there as a kid, and they had, like, these sound bubbles you can stomp on, and they had a zip line, and they had a huge sand pit, and, and punching bags, and, like, a little oh, obstacle yeah. course. And well,
1: it was, like, 25... Oversized punching bags all hung up in a grid, so you'd run through it screaming, and somebody else would come in from some other direction, and you'd both hit the same bag and bounce off, or you'd fucking land somebody. It was uh, one of the funnest places in existence. The best game of tag you have ever played. Yes. Oh, yes. Amazing. Because And there's a second level. Yeah, with there's a cargo net. There's two levels of cargo it net. It was yeah. like 300, like all the way around cargo net up to another, even higher point, like Platform, third floor yeah. kind of thing. And the the knots on that were just big enough for little ten year old me to be able to like ninja run, just, just, just everyone's like climbing across it. Felt like the coolest kid in the world. Like, do, 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 do. Yeah. But anyways, if you try to look for it now, it, it doesn't
3: exist. You can the only thing that, that we've been able to find is an aerial shot of where it used to be and the parking lot that was there. That is it.
0: No, you can see it in this photo.
3: Okay, so the one photo that we're talking about, the aerial shot, you can see it. Yeah, but everybody went there for field, for trips. field trips and mm-hmm. it just wiped off the face of the earth. There's no pictures of it anywhere. That's and it's so depressing. Sad.
0: This one photo is all that exists. Yeah, one photo. So, Man. we can't, What about Pirates Park? I going to say I was just going to bring up we can't stop this without saying at least our local park, and that's Pirates Park on Miller Road.
3: By the way, it's coming back. Uh, Did you guys see this? I saw that and there was nothing concrete in the, it. The city is going to buy it and there's actually a survey that they're putting out to ask you what you want in it. Right.
1: Really. It's, it would be good. I had like nine wait, 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 birthdays what there. What city is buying it? We always went through. Uh,
2: Flint well, Township. Oh, okay. so it's, town it's, I was going to say, yeah, it. the township's buying it. Like, <laughs> why would the city of Flint buy something that's not in, Flint the, not yeah, in the township? Yeah, it's in the
3: township. But it used to be water slide, go karts, bumper boats, mm-hmm. uh, batting cages.
1: There's a bungee jump for a little Video while.
3: arcade, mini mini golf. arcade, mini golf. Yep. Yeah, and, and,
1: then it just, and they had yeah. bungee jumping.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then it just closed up. Yeah, now it's just which sits I'm pretty there. sure it was just a rental crane that took you up in a basket.
1: I think there was a platform. I never jumped on that one though. But I'm yeah. pretty
2: sure that like the, the the whole the whole platform went up.
1: Oh yeah, maybe because I because right, I, right. I, I, I
2: do not remember walking up there,
1: right? Like you yeah. got in the
2: you got in the thing and it, they, they lifted you up.
1: I feel like it had to have been mismanaged though.
2: Oh, for sure it was mismanaged. Oh, definitely. And they
1: never did maintenance on the go karts. There that was always, always that was always problem. Go-karts. Yeah, there
2: was always something that wasn't. It was like Playland there at the end.
1: Yeah, well, poor Playland. That was also really cool for a minute, but again, you gotta. Be on board if you're going to go The legacy, the people, legacy costs of
2: of something like that, that's what gets you every time. you can properly yeah. budget
1: for that, though, can't you?
2: Oh yeah, if you yeah, if you actually like, you know, you're realistic with your revenues and expenses. Sure, you can budget for it, but nobody ever seems to be. They no, they always the put
1: it off. Like, oh, maybe yeah. next time. Okay. We'll do it better. We just got to convince the city of, the township of Flint, to let us run it. <laughs> right.
3: Jonathan, you can run it. You can put all your you can put your loop-to-loop slide from Action Park in
0: it.
1: We'll hide squirrels all over the park.
0: Dude, find the squirrels. Find
1: It'll the be squirrels. like one of those other things, like you're on, playing golf, and there'll be a little column to mark down. All Did you find a squirrel on hole number three? Oh,
0: oh we'll put is. little squirrels that if you hit it, you get like a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like it. Yeah, yeah, do it. There you go. Well, let's call it Squirrel Land. It'll be all squirrel-themed.
1: Well, Pirate's Park, but... For some reason, the squirrels will all be pirate-themed.
0: Yeah. I I can dig that. Yar, he's after my nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Blue Blue
1: Nuts, the squirrel.
0: (laughs) Captain
3: Blue Nuts. (laughs) Captain Blue Nuts. All
1: right.
0: So when we
3: come back. When we come back, we're going to talk about our most, what we think are the most overrated books, and we're going to give you some good ones when we come back. Don't go anywhere. All right, uh, welcome back. We're in the segment where we're going to talk about books. Books. So it's books. Good, yeah, books. It, might, books. it might get a little heady in here. Maybe not. So we're going to talk about first, we're going to talk about what we think are three, I actually have more than that, I'm sorry, three of the most overrated books. So these are books that um, the majority of people love that we just don't understand why. So we're going to start with Ken. So Ken, what in your opinion is one of your
2: overrated books? I'll give I'll give you 3. Give me 3. The entire 50 Shades series. So did you read these books? I've read I, I read segments of all of them. Okay. But the writing is so terrible. Okay, it's like mediocre that I just can't get into. Wasn't it fan fiction? It started as it started as Twilight fan fiction.
3: Oh, it started as Twilight fan fiction. Yes,
2: okay. wow. Okay. So bad thing got worse. So that's that's that, yeah that's that that's, that that's the, that's the good money after bad right there. Um, and it's basically just erotica.
3: It's fan the fiction erotica. The, fir-
2: the first couple were very very thin on plot. Like the third ones, plot lines are so outlandish. It's like somebody took a course in um writing. And apply the most basest elements that you could think of to put into a book into a book, so that they they it, it becomes so disparate between, from the from the other two novels that it really the only re, the only reason it can be described as the third in a trilogy is because the characters are the same.
3: Okay, so why do why, so what was it's, this it's, appeal? It's
2: a mess of what? to I don't know to to, to people. Yeah, what was in the general? appeal? Yeah, um, was, it was it just a media hype
3: storm or what? It was porn. It was porn. It was porn.
2: It introduced a lot of people to a world of sexual kink that they were not otherwise familiar with. Um, and it turns out there's a lot of people out there that think they like kinky sex because they read these books. That really, that they really don't understand anything. They have, like, the Walmart version of, of Bondage. Oh, so
1: <laughs> it was... Very, very nicely put. It's there. It's The again. Walmart version of bondage. Nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like the bargain basement porn. That's not quite. It was going back, like we taking a couple X's back on porn. I'm going back to like softcore porn, but like, yeah, it was, like NC, it was
2: like an NC-17 bondage. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can see I the mean, housewives
1: was... getting into that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really written in a. In a I mean, it, it, this is exactly what it was for. It was. It was written to appeal to 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 women who. Or lonely, I'm guessing. I don't know. I really can't describe it. I know a lot of girls who got into it who are in relationships and stuff like that, and they were, like, obsessed with it. But it's, I mean, it's, the writing is, is is mediocre at best. Okay. The subject matter is unrealistic.
1: Did she bounce boobily at any point?
2: She did not breast boobily downstairs. <laughs> oh, breast boobily, sorry.
3: <laughs> did not breast boobily downstairs. Okay, I was going to go with Jonathan next, but he has seven technical difficulties right now, so I'm going to go with uh, Danan. Uh, Danon, um, give me, give me three overrated books.
1: It's hard to say because I don't really read things that I don't think that I would like. So I've not been disappointed reading a book, but I'm assuming like the Twilight series was the first thing that came to mind, uh, just cause if the movies were any reflection on the books, uh, it was just terrible.
3: I heard it was, th- I, I didn't read them because again, um, I didn't feel I wanted to, but right. But I've heard that they're they're pretty brutal. Yeah, I I got uh, uh, some commentary on them. You've got some commentary. Was it good commentary? No, no.
1: She, I mean, she read all of them, but like, grudgingly, she was you know, like the first one I think, and then it's like the second one, and then they kept happening. But now she was in a series, and so she had to finish it.
3: So she slogged through it.
1: Yeah, that was mostly it. That's that's a good basis. Never picked them up.
3: Yeah, I've heard that from multiple people that read the books um absolutely most people that read it say it's just it's really bad all right jonathan are you good
0: yeah it's a weird premise i guess i'm so bad i mute myself
3: yeah yeah i was making
0: noise so i muted myself. yeah yeah technical difficulties no
3: so um give me three overrated books jonathan
0: um that's so hard to pick three that you think are overrated that you've actually read
3: yeah what have you read what have you read let's say you heard like everybody said all oh, this book is great and you're out you're like
0: man this book kind of stinks so my first pick for that is going to be the outsiders okay that's fair yeah i just it just was not appealing to me i mean i know i had to read it because of high school or middle school whatever time period that whenever was. you had to read it yeah but just no hmm. couldn't do it
3: so, The outsiders, outsiders is one. I can kind of see that, yes.
0: Um, of Mice and Men. Steinbeck's very hard to read. Wasn't that it yeah, like hard to read? To read or just... I mean, I actually get more out of it now than I did when I first read it, obviously. but um...
3: Yeah, Steinbeck's kind of like... You can't really read that as a, a teenager or, or, or younger because... He writes about kind of adult themes that you could really only understand with wisdom and experience,
0: yeah, and lastly, to kill a mockingbird,
3: oh really, yeah, I absolutely love that book, as do I I'm okay. curious why why did you not like kill I'm not saying you're wrong, but why did you not like kill to kill a mockingbird?
0: um to be honest, I only got through about a third of the book, just, oh, you
3: didn't get to the best stuff then, yeah, it just
0: wasn't. I, 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 me. I challenge
3: you to read it all the way through. Um,
2: I
0: challenge
3: you to like something. I'm going to tell you what I like in a little he bit He just here.
2: said he likes to kill a mockingbird. I did just say that. I challenge him to do
3: something when he says he won't do it. Well, there's usually reasons why I won't. Okay. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go through. I actually have five because I couldn't really narrow it down of overrated books. And you'll, you'll notice a theme in mine. Um, my number one most overrated book is The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. I was gonna
1: say I never mm. really got that one.
3: I, I thought it it went nowhere. I mean, it was it was kind of like an ex- existentialist kind of thing with with Caulfield, you know, just kind of existing. Um, it, it felt very um, what's the Camus book, Albert Camus book, you know, what I'm talking about. Anyways, he's mm. an existentialist. Um. He wrote a book, I think, it's, I want to say it's called A Prisoner, but that might not be it. But where nothing happened. Oh, yeah. And, and this is kind of a book where nothing really happens. It's just like a young kid stuck in his own head and it doesn't really go anywhere. Right. Um, the next one that, that people laud, I think it even won award, is uh, Love in the Time of Cholera oh, by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. It's The characters are unlikable. Like, every single character character in that book is kind of a terrible person. Uh, see, I don't like so you TV don't really, there's nobody to really root for. And then the book just suddenly ends. I mean, people laud it as this amazing love story. But really, you when you read it, you find the guy in it is kind of just an egotistical, arrogant prick.
4: Hmm.
3: And, like, the woman that he, he go- seeks is the same way. So it's just really kind of, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough read. Um, Less Than Zero by Brett Easton Ellis. 80s book. Very, everybody in the 80s, it blew up in the 80s. Um, It's kind of a cerebral thing, but it's very much like Catcher in the Rye. Oh, okay. Where it's just a guy in his own head and nothing happens. So this is kind of the theme. Um, another book along that line that I couldn't get into is Confederacy of Dunces by John mm. Kennedy Toole. Mm. It was supposed to be a very funny, very point about about kind of like this, this loner that ends up just kind of bouncing into people. And it's just, again, mm. nothing happens. I couldn't get it. And then pretty much anything from Philip K. Dick is really hard to read.
1: They're really hard so, to read. Yeah. I tr- I've tried.
3: Um, particularly, uh, do Android stream of electric sheep? which, oh, as we all know, is the book that uh, Blade Runner was loosely based off of. Yeah. Loosely. Loosely. But, yeah, any Philip K. Dick is very hard to read. Like, it's, it's one of those books where you have to read the same sentence, like, three times.
1: Yeah, those ones lose me. I, I've bailed on a few of those books. And yeah. I've read the first two chapters of, like, three Philip K. Dick books. And you
3: couldn't get through it, right? No, it's, it's hard
1: to read. Or there was one that I managed to get through, a- Acid House. Which is like a collection of short stories by this uh, Scottish guy, uh, Ian Wells, maybe, and he writes a bunch of them in a Scottish accent, so you have to.
3: Is it like *Finnegans
1: Wake* or? I don't know, but I mean, you're looking at letters. You recognize all the letters, but you don't, some of the words you don't, are. You're the not thing. quite sure
2: on the words that they're from.
1: Yeah, no, you have to like translate in your head, hear it in your brain. And then, like, cipher it out from there. And it was, like, a really tough read. But by the end of it, like, I was on the verge of pretending I could, like, do a Scottish accent. I cannot do a
3: Scottish accent. No, uh, the only one that can do a Scottish accent is Mr. Ken.
1: I don't know, but this one was... It was an interesting read just because that it made you do that. I, I, I really appreciated that it did that. I don't Like, want you to had a to get into those. the character to understand what it was, no was saying? Option. There was no option. You couldn't casually read it and think, oh, these are Irish people. It was just in your face with how Irish everything was, and it was real thick, dirty.
3: All right, Jonathan. Scottish. So we've all we've all given our overrated books. Oh,
0: I had one okay. more I wanted to add.
3: Oh, to you add you one. want to add another one? Okay. Yeah, Alice Shrugged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything
0: Ayn Rand <laughs> is crap. I forgot about that one. We now,
2: talked I, about that yesterday. I, I I read Atlas Shrugged, didn't care for it. Like, read The read the fountain. I heard Ed, The
3: Fountainhead's better.
2: It is. Okay, it is. I didn't like, read it because I hated Alice Shrugged so much. Like, on a, on a scale from one to a hundred... Atlas Shrug's like a 42. Okay. Uh, I would say um, Fountainhead's probably the opposite end of the spectrum, but at like a 58. Okay, so just over just over, Just over-tolerable. <laughs> okay. But having been, like, I myself, as a, I'm a huge fan of Frank Lloyd Wright, which is the character that is the person that the character, the lead character in Fountainhead is based on. Right. So I could relate to it from that aspect. But other than that, you know, Ayn Rand, it's basically, every book is the same yes which is an, which another and this is funny too because this, this is going to come up again when we talk about favorite books but another series of books that I think are tragically overrated are the Robert Langdon series by Dan Brown and if you read mm-hmm. if you've read any of his books I going to say it's always the same book right same plot points same, you know, everything's structured the same. It's always, you know, you, you meet the bad guy early on and you don't know it until the very he tries not to, you know, clue you into it until the very end, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's always some kind of misdirection there. It's very formulaic. I feel that way about um, James Patterson. Like, okay, so I, used, I. Yeah, I stopped reading James Patterson. I used for exactly to
3: work at a Borders bookstore. And James Patterson at Borders bookstore, for the people that work there, was a huge joke. Hmm. We used to call him JP. Everything was formulaic. In fact, he had like kind of this cookie cutter way of writing books. For the fact that he didn't even write them anymore, he would just uh, put his name on the cover, Right. but he would write the outline, and it was very formulaic. And anybody that liked JP, we kind of scoffed at because we were huge nerds. Nerves, Yeah, we we totally did. Like for instance, people that asked me for Dan Brown, I would always direct them to Steve Barry because Steve Berry writes a lot of the same things, but a lot more fun. Hmm. So. Jonathan has a list of the top ten most overrated books, and so, we're going to see how many we got
2: when okay. we when we we gave our oh, books. The, the, out. Before we start, then I'm going to also throw Tom Clancy in there.
1: <laughs> Anybody yeah. who's written like a thousand books? <laughs> well, like no, like the well, ja- no, that's the, not true. Because J- I'm going to talk Jack about the Jack Ryan something. series.
2: Um, and the problem with the problem the problem I have with Dan Brown's books, or I'm sorry, not Dan, I have Tom it, Clancy. It, Tom Clancy's books is that it's five stories in one. Each one of them could be their own novel. If someone actually took the time to, to parse out that storyline and flesh it out a little bit. But it's all it's five different stories all jammed into one book. And you don't, like for 90% of the book, you don't really understand how they connect to each other because they're not connected at all. And then they do. And then he just tries to bring it all together. And, and it, he it does so in such a clumsy way. Okay. But I've never been able to enjoy it. All right, Jonathan.
0: So, looking through the list, we're actually going to go to twenty-five.
3: Oh, we're gonna, okay. We're going to go through them quick then, because we have to talk about the books that we like.
0: Yeah. Uh, so number twenty-five is the Hunger Games. Hunger
3: Games. Which... I liked it better when it was Battle Royale. Right. <laughs> Just yeah, so it was you know. So good.
0: <laughs> but was it? You, was there actually a book for Battle Royale?
3: Yeah, it was a book long before it was a show okay. or a movie. It was a book, and it was almost spot on the same as hunger games there are some differences yes but a lot of the premise was exactly the same carry on
0: i did enjoy the books so i'm not gonna lie uh number 24 the fault in our stars Mm -hmm. didn't read it read it heard about it i enjoyed it i'm not gonna lie okay that's fair uh number 23 an inconvenient truth the planetary emergency of
2: global (laughs) warming and what we can do about it
1: gore right how high were the expectations on that book?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. i was pretty low going in. Well, right. Apparently there's a lot of truth to it. Right,
1: right. That's too much for
3: people. Yeah, that's a lot. There's yeah. a lot for people you can't to handle take it. that kind of truth. If you
0: were to call it the inconvenient lie, it probably would have sold a lot better. Mm-hmm. And people would have believed it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, number 22, The Lovely Bones.
3: Oh, that's uh What's her name? Alice Sebold. Sebold. Yeah. yeah. Um didn't read it. A lot of people did though. I don't know. I couldn't say anything about it really.
0: I think I saw the movies that they tried to do with it.
3: Yeah, there was one. Yeah, they made one movie. I think. Yeah, that's all.
0: Uh, the Divergent series.
1: Another uh,
3: youth, young adult young fiction adult, series. Yeah, yeah. Right. I read. Melissa read that one,
1: one too. She's picking a young adult. Yeah.
0: Uh, number twenty was Gone Girl.
1: So basically, all of the books based on movies. That yeah, are every, every movie
2: the, that's come out in the last fifteen years. We're talking yeah. about. Pretty right. much is what we're going with here. It looks like this is how this ranker
3: Any
1: Any
0: Nicholas Sparks book? Anyway, carry on. Mm-hmm. Uh, number twi- uh. No, 19. because Nicholas
2: Sparks books are exactly what you think they're going to be. Yeah, that's You're true. You're never disappointed going into a Nicholas Sparks movie, book. Or movie. Mm-hmm. Or movie,
0: yeah. Uh, number 19, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo.
3: <laughs> I disagree because that book was actually pretty the good. The book was
2: good. The subsequent novels, not so much. Yeah, that book the was origi- good. But the original one was very yeah, good. Yeah, Stieg
3: Larson did a great job with that book.
0: Uh, number eighteen, The Great Gatsby. Never read the book. I'm Can't, on the fence with this one. I'm
2: yeah, I'm, I'm likewise. It's it's, it's
0: not in a
3: great book, but it's not a shitty book. It's either. it's, it's mm-hmm. one
2: of the, it's one of the good books.
1: It's hard to judge those ones just because the it's time a, and the language are so book. different.
0: Right. Uh, number seventeen is a book that changed my life. Is it The Art of the Deal? It's not. <laughs>
1: is it a coloring
0: book? It is not a coloring book, and fuck you. <laughs> Uh, number seventeen is "How to One Friends and Influence People" by oh, Dale Carnegie. Oh, Dale Carnegie. yes,
3: I remember that book.
1: Yeah, I might have that one. Uh,
2: so how come we? How
1: how, how come it hasn't worked out, out it. for you? Right. <laughs> it did.
3: Ooh,
2: he met us, and he influenced us. Did he?
3: Did he? Maybe it's subtle. Anyways, I next? influenced
0: Peter enough to spend half his money on his podcast equipment.
3: Yeah, I kind of wanted to do that. Anyways, okay, what's next?
0: Uh, number sixteen, "Life of Pie."
3: Didn't read the book. Excellent movie. Gorgeous App- movie. Apple's didn't read the book.
0: Favorite. Hated the movie. Couldn't even get through 20 minutes of it.
3: I thought the movie was absolutely gorgeous. Visually, yes. Visually gorgeous. Story-wise? Barf. <laughs> I know People where Life of Pie is their favorite book of all time. I didn't read it, though. Yeah, those good.
0: are shitheads. Hey. Is he pre love on this, this list? I bet you it is. What's next? Uh, number 15, Moby Dick. See, I disagree. Herman,
3: I actually quite Herman like Nellville Moby
2: is Dick. not an easy read.
3: No, but the story. is Oh, I like well I like done. Moby Dick. I've read it.
2: I've read it actually, I think more than once. I've read it twice. Bartleby the Scrivener, likewise. But you have to you have to have a certain je ne sais quoi mm-hmm. to really read and appreciate Herman Melville. It's kind of like
3: work. Tolstoy in that way. You it really is, have yeah.
2: to. Yeah, that can be a struggle as well. Yeah.
0: Number fourteen, The Alchemist.
1: Oh. Coelho, right? I've read that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read that one. How's it, in? Um It's okay. Agree? It's one of those New Agey, like "oh, you'll figure it all out, and everyone has power over the universe" bullshit.
0: Oh,
3: like the Secret,
1: uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. <laughs> uh, number
0: thirteen: The Power of Seven Habits.
1: Oh, the Seven oh, Habits of yeah, Power. Oh that. my
3: God! Yeah, no, screw that book.
0: Number 12, The Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> didn't read it, didn't see the movie, didn't care. Right. I think i seen the movie, but I do not remember.
2: How, it's can you, got a really... how can you not remember Meryl Streep and Clint Eastwood going at it? Yeah, I was going to say, it's got a really I mean, that, dirty Clint like, Eastwood seat. The, 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 oh, that, that, that movie would owe me 18 years of sleep.
1: Right? <laughs> I mean, did... But those are two people who never didn't look old. Like <laughs> yeah, that's I know
2: <laughs> that's fair. I actually did see a Western. Clint where Eastwood, Clint Morgan Freeman, and James Earl Jones have been look ninety
1: old. since like the sixties. Yeah,
3: Clint Eastwood did not look old. I think he was in the TV series Rawhide. He was in the TV series, and he did not Rahein. look old there. Okay. Yeah, there was a couple. So since yeah, he were, graduated high was a, school, he yeah there he were two or, or three
1: years
0: there where yeah. There was a couple movies I saw him in where he also did not
2: look old. What movies? I don't what movies? I know.
0: There are ones my dad was watching on the
2: I Western say any Channel. Which way, like any which way but loose, he looks like he's sixty. Yeah, anything. But anything. He was actually only like forty, I think.
3: Yeah, anything after the Outlaw Josie Wales, he looked olden. And you're mm-hmm. really starting at the beginning of his career. Yeah, that's
2: like yeah, that's 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 a first spaghetti Western I think he was ever in. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what color is your parachute? It is coming in at number eleven. Oh, that's and the job finding book. So, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that didn't help anybody except for the guy who
0: wrote it.
2: yeah Yeah, his parachute turns out his parachute was golden
0: yeah uh number 10 a million little pieces
2: oh that book was a lie
3: that book was a straight up made up lie and that fooled oprah that was one of oprah's picks i think the guy who wrote it totally lied about the whole drug habit thing
0: interesting yeah total lie number nine the catcher in the rye
3: ah Mm -hmm. see
0: it's on the list Mm -hmm. number eight Sex and the City. Oh, I don't know. Didn't even know it was a book. Number seven, The Fountainhead.
3: Yeah, that's Ayn Rand that Ken was talking about. Yeah,
0: okay. Still better than Atlas Shrugged. Number six, Eat, Pray, Love. (laughs) Ah, there you Ah go, Ken.
2: Victory is mine. (laughs) Eat, Pray,
0: Love was there. All right, what do you think's number five? I'm gonna, I'm gonna
3: say. Um, number five, I don't think it's any of the ones that I had chosen after um, Catching the rise, So probably a young adult fiction like Twilight.
2: Okay. Ken, what's your guess? Um, that sounds good. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to agree with Pete.
1: Danan? That's the only one I can think of. Otherwise, it's going to be some more self-help nonsense. Yeah. And
0: Danan wins with that one as it's the
1: secret oh it is the oh, i said the secret. secret yeah that 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 yeah. book is bullshit I mean, you can just put that I whole actually, category in the list yeah actually, whatever it is i, like I
0: find it mm. fun
1: and then there's the other one the shack
2: oh as a as a as a as a piece of comedy writing yeah i imagine <laughs> it would be great yeah.
1: what? most of the those
2: are- i'd love to make a movie about that it's satire of what the Shack, The Secret. Oh, The Secret. I thought oh. I said The Shack. It should be on the Wait, list. Wait, you yet.
0: want to make a comedy movie of just having positive thoughts?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, can it be like a, a World War Two, like I... in the trenches, like blood thing, but they're just like really upbeat about they're it. Really, they're <laughs> really, really
2: feeling good about it because they're, they're using the secret. Yeah. yeah.
1: Man, I don't know how you guys sleep
0: at night.
2: <laughs> For just be a guy who just like he he. he it to be played by Zach Galifianakis, right? And he would just be like. Having the like he'd be like job, but perpetually upbeat about it,
3: so the reason why we can sleep a night, Jonathan is because we're not afraid of mechanical fishes
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: Pete's Ooh. muted this is like a mute frenzy what's up
0: next? uh
1: number four is Alice shrugged, oh,
0: yeah, yeah no, I'm not gonna mute you You're
3: I Iran gets Iran
1: gets two, yeah, I'm the
3: most overrated, yep, in the top oh. ten
1: I'm glad I never made it through those. <sighs>
0: Uh, number three is... There are movies you can watch. The Da Vinci Code. Yep. Right. Dan Brown. Yep. Number two is the Fifty Shades series. Okay. Ah, number two. Yes. Oh, one's got to be Twilight. And number
1: one is the Twilight series.
2: Yep, there you go.
1: <laughs> All right. Oh, that's got to hurt. I mean, your fan fiction <laughs> beat you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Twilight lost
3: to Fifty Shades of Grey. That's probably only due to more people having read Twilight than Fifty Shades of Grey, but... Yeah, I don't know though. So I, I'm I, I can pretty much agree with every single book on that list. But I have six yeah. on here I
0: disagree with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You disagree with
3: Dan Brown. Yep. Because you like the Da Vinci code.
0: So Hunger Games, Fall on Our Stars, The Secret. Uh The Secret. Dan Brown.
3: And The Art of the Deal. Right.
1: But no, it doesn't that's say not even it, on here. Oh. It doesn't necessarily no, it was, say um, they were terrible, it just says they're overrated. Winning friends,
2: yes. winning friends and influencing people.
1: Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's one Carnegie, of
3: those. Carnegie.
0: Yeah. Yep. That book seriously changed my life.
3: It can. I mean, it's all about...
2: When did you read it? About, you know, Uh, how what you take from it. sophomore year in high school. That's when he started winning friends and influencing people. (laughs) He did. That is exactly when he started doing that. He's a mover and a shaker. He's a both.
0: Uh, It's actually where I learned the three Cs. He brings in the noise and Hmm. the funk. Which, if you pay attention to my Facebook, it's on my My, uh, cover photo or the three Cs. The three Cs. Yep. Which are don't criticize, don't condemn, and don't complain.
2: Boom, bang, smack. Hmm. I prefer A, B, C. What's A, B, C? Always be closing. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. So when we come back, Pete's going to talk about what books he does like.
3: We're all going to talk about. We're all going to talk about what books we like.
2: Coffee, coffee is for closers. Uh, unless
1: we get, uh, they don't know what that's muted. from.
2: They sh- that makes me sad. Coffee is for closers. Also, a good book. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what's that one from?
2: It's from the same thing that ABC comes from. Not...
3: Uh, it was a speech. If I'm thinking of the right one, I think I am. It was the speech that won an Oscar. Alec Baldwin. Alec, Bal- Alec Baldwin. Who's in the movie for like 10 minutes. And won a freaking Oscar because of the speech.
0: So what movie?
2: You're going to look it up during the break.
0: Probably. All right, well,
3: we're going to go on break, and Jonathan's going to look up this movie. And, no, we gotta go our books first. and then we're gonna go. Th- no, we're gonna go on break. We're gonna look up the movie, and then we're gonna talk about the books that we love.
2: Hold on, I get. To which is story. also because the movie is also a great book.
0: All right, we'll be right
3: back. Alec Baldwin won an Oscar for ten minutes or eight minutes
0: of performance. Uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross.
2: Yes, Glenn Gary can always be closing, which I, I misspoke uh, before I read a novelization of the film. But it's actually it was actually a play by David Mamet, originally.
3: Actually, having watched that scene and I didn't know it was a play, I kind of interested in seeing the play. It's If that scene's in well the play. Done. Yeah.
2: If I would s- I would put it on a level with Twelve Angry Men. Oh really? It's 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 quite good.
3: Because Twelve Angry Men is one of my all time favorite movies.
2: It's it's quite good. What did you think of the uh the remake they did some years back? I didn't see it. George C. Scott didn't see it there was there was a yeah it was a it was good i thought it was really good
3: i think 12 angry men is absolutely brilliant it's probably the best one setting or one set movie ever made in my opinion um even the fact that how it's how it's filmed is genius it's it's just anyways i know we're not talking about films we can do that maybe next time but i know we're not talking about films but
2: we should actually we should do a segment on
3: films based on books we could do a segment of film space book. Like, let's let's put that on the list. So, yeah. um, anyways, I, I do recommend uh, Twelve Angry Men. I know it's in black and white, and that scares people,
2: but there's a color version out there that's worth yeah. watching if you if you, if you're not a big co- uh, black and white movie fan. But though it's you you would, you would be well served to see the original. Yes, it's brilliant.
3: Okay, we're gonna talk about books that we love, or Yay. are that we believe are underrated, or are just obscure titles that we like. So, Danon. Give me some books that uh, you think people
1: should read. I don't know if I've read anything that anybody else wouldn't have. I've not read a ton of stuff. Uh, well,
3: w- well, just, the, then just give us your, uh, your idea of the books that people should read.
1: Hmm. Most of my stuff is fantasy. That's fine. Right.
3: Um, I bet so, you the people that listen to this probably read a lot of fantasy.
1: Right. You so need to these days. We'll, we'll avoid... Uh, Tolkien, like we don't need to say that. Alone, you don't need right? to say that, no? It's, everyone's gotten that.
0: Are you excited for the movie? Not really. You don't think so?
1: No, I mean, I think I'll see it. I'd be interested to see what kind of person he was, being such a complete nut, making up that whole world. I don't know if anyone ever read The Silmarillion, but oh my god, is it boring.
3: It's an encyclopedia. It's yeah. An,
1: yeah, it's a history encyclopedia of a world that doesn't exist. He just made the whole thing up. Like, what the heck, guy? I've done <laughs> it's, that. it's impressive. I love it. I mean, it, it's, it's, I, I'm so impressed by the whole world that he created and how deep everything went. But yeah, it's, I did not make it very far through that. All right. Um, okay. So, books that I like apparently, series that do not finish is high on the list of books I like. Um, the Name of the Wind, Patrick Rothfuss. 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 It's not your fault
3: that that se- that you haven't finished that series yet.
1: I know it's not my fault, Rothfuss.
3: Because Rothfuss won't finish it.
1: Oh, stupid bastard! I don't know why they let him outside of the house. He like goes to Comic Con or whatever. It's like go fucking write a book, Rothfuss.
3: Yeah, he's like he's like George R R, R-, R- Martin in that way a
1: lot. He's written Grr, written Martin. more than two books though. Two and a half books. That's true. Um, but that is a really good series. It's only two books. There's a, a short story book that goes along with it that doesn't count, but oh, it's so good. Um, let's see, what's another one? Um, Illusions is one that came. Um, Richard, oh, I don't. It's one another one of those New Agey ones. it okay. hit me right in the middle of my New Agey faves. Okay. Early twenties. But you um,
3: found a what you found a new agey book that you liked illusions yeah it was
1: it was a good parable. It's one of those really short books. I mean you could read it in an afternoon, no problem. Um,
3: kind of like maybe the Alchemist.
1: Yeah, it's definitely in that same vein. Uh, it was one of the first ones it's, um, a guy more or less meets Jesus, but like they're flying biplanes for money together and they learn to have superpowers or whatever. But just, I don't know. I, I miss that positivity, that belief that anything's possible. I'm older now, so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Your biplane has rust on it. Yeah. And the engine is faltering. Yeah,
1: yeah. Doesn't work out quite as well. Uh, the other one is um, the Harry Dresden books. Oh, Very yes. formulated. Those are fun as well. You all might all. not like them, but to me, if it's a good formula – it's very comforting. Like, those are very rainy day, like, soul food kind of books for me.
3: So for those that don't know, that's, uh, those are written by Jim Butcher. Yep.
1: Yeah. Done a bunch of good stuff. And a really likable character. A lot of likable friend characters that come and go and, and kind of an overreaching story arc that's supposed to be, I believe, 21 books, and we are 18 into it. And he has decided he's working on other projects at the moment. 'Cause I mean hard to blame him. He was putting out one a year for the longest time.
3: And he also writes another series too.
1: So Yeah. Had another series. That was a pretty good one. Not as good though. Um, I don't know. What do you got, Pete?
3: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick over to Ken here. Um Ken,
2: what books would you recommend, sir? Um Though I I and I and I, I, I was the one who pointed out Dan Brown earlier. Um, actually when I read Angels and, Angels and Demons was the first Dan Brown book I ever read and I loved it. So you loved Angels and Demons? To be introduced, I I loved being introduced to the Robert Langdon character in Angels and Demons. Um, and actually the funny thing about that is I had, I got Da Vinci Code first. They didn't read it. But I, but I found out that there was a previous, there there was a previous book. So I decided to read that one first. Uh, Um, and of course I've read all, I've read every, I've read all of Dan Brown's books. Okay. And I do them not because the story is good or anything like that, but I like the um, I, I, I give him credit for being clever in the way he fleshes out details. Um, the, way, the way the story is structured in Da Vinci Code, for example. Um, and Angels and Demons kind of likewise. Uh, some, of, some, of, some of the ideas are, are interesting to me, but like I, I really enjoyed the, starting the series. Had the other books been different? And not the exact same thing with different characters and stuff. I would have. I, I would probably be endorsing them more. Um, I tend to read when it comes to like book series and things like that. I tend to read older stuff. Okay. I like the uh, the, the Sherlock Holmes stories. Ah, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Speaking of, and, and speaking of, um, formulaic novel writing. Uh, Agatha Christie's uh, books. <laughs> uh Murder, anyone express, uh, death on the Nile, uh, 10 little Indians, uh, lovely reading. And I, and I it's, it's cause I have an affinity for the, for, for the period pieces like that. Um, likewise, uh, peachy woodhouse, the, the Jeeves and Wooster stories. Oh, okay. Uh, are, are good and amusing to me. Uh, and then, uh, anything by um, completely drawing a blank on his name. What did you write? Uh, remains of the Day. Got Snow, me, actually. Still falling on cedars. Uh, oh, um. Oh. I don't remember his name either. It's, he's Japanese-American, or he's Japanese, actually, I think he's Japanese-British. It's not tan. Um, no, it's, uh. I know what you're talking about, though i love his uh I, I love the way he's tell. I, I love his storytelling style and the pacing of the novels is slow but
3: those kind of those kind of stories tend to be slow but kind of more wholesome and mm-hmm. kind of i feel like wholesome. there's yeah well so what what there's there's difference in, in writing styles so, when you're talking about these kind of stories, um, kind of like the Bridges of Madison County, if you want to talk about that one, because everybody's kind of heard of it. Kazuo Ishiguro. Ishiguro. Yeah. Um, or or you know, those kind of stories, like, um, what's, what's the big one with, with Clark Gable and Gone with the Wind? Okay, so you have the fantasy books, and, and let's say you have the mystery or the action books and a lot of times you can get away with with kind of sloppy writing because the stories are fun because of the action in them and and the mysticism or the 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 fantasy aspect but when you're writing about real life like snow falling on cedars
2: yeah or the remains of the day remains um, of the day that's the one i I couldn't is uh it's it's a story about chaste love right and and, and missed opportunities, and at, it's 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 about reflecting on that at a certain point in, in in the main character's life, when not only he's thinking back to the days when he was in love with this other with this person, but also the, the end of the lifestyle that he's that that, that he lives, the, the work that he does. Right. So you really the writer really
3: has to get you to fall in love and understand the characters in those kind of books. So actually, writing those kinds of stories is much harder mm-hmm. and more thought out than like a fantasy or a sci-fi novel in many ways.
2: And Fair also, um, if you if you're into techno thrillers as an alternative to Tom Clancy's. Formulaic novels. Uh, there's a writer called Patrick robinson He's a he's an Irish writer, and he uh, he he wrote a series of books uh, starring uh, who centered eventually ended up centering around a character named Arnold Morgan. And what I liked about his take on the techno thriller was that it was it was it was it was very up to date. It was very up-to-date. it was very, um, very well structured, but also it was one of the first novels that I read that really gave. Depth and dimension to the bad guy. Uh, so often in in, in 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 that kind of writing vein, the character is just one dimensional and not really fleshed out. And and you get to actually um, you see part of the story from his point of view. Um, he's actually the the, the primary character in, his, in, in in quite a few chapters. Um, and you really like you know there's a whole there's a rich world of um, of life. You 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 get that Sonder reading about the bad guy and it's not just it, the, the same the same the same bad guy is in three is three is in three of the novels and i believe there's eight of them in total um but also there are other all of the bad guys have depth and dimension to them um which i which is something that really like jumped out at me because i'd never really because i'd read obviously for years i'd read books where the where there's a bad guy and never really considered who he was? Who he or was? He was, was just like that's the bad guy, you know. You, you, right. you, you don't really care, but you you start to understand their even even some you know uh, to some point you get to understand their motivations.
1: Right, they're not all mustache twirling. Right. yeah. So, like they're, they're all dick dastardly.
2: Got the yeah. I got yeah. the uh, get the girl tied to the railroad tracks. There's, it's actually
1: one thing in the, stuff the Harry Dresden books. There's a guy Johnny Marcone who's like the crime boss. It's a whole fantasy thing, but he's a normal guy, crime boss in Chicago, who. Harry hates because he's a good guy, and he he's gonna ooh he's gonna take that guy out someday. And I find myself agreeing with the the, the bad guy like a lot. He's been a long term fixture in this world, and they keep running into each other. And I keep thinking like you know maybe you should just like you know give him a chance. You know you guys are on you know two sides of the same coin. You're trying to do what's best. It's just he likes to kill people every once in a while. It's like you've killed a lot of people. Like let's be honest, <laughs> Harry Dresden, you have uh, laid waste to a fair number of people and beings. But yeah, and those ones where everybody has depth, that's always fun. Although uh nineteen eighty four never could quite get on the party side.
3: No, oh. well you, no. Were, you, were, you weren't you weren't you weren't supposed to. Well, but you that's just weird ends though. You just subliminally get on the party side. We're getting on the party side right now. You just don't know it.
1: That's well that's the, the scary part, is I feel like that should be a book that they should make kids read in school. Forget the Secret Garden or whatever. Like. <laughs> But where, okay. the where,
4: where
2: the grows? red fern grows.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, we need to a separate piece by John Knowles.
1: <laughs> Did not read that
3: one. Oh, you're lucky. All right, Jonathan, give me give me some books.
2: Mister um, Jonathan Bodek. He's Bodecker. looking them up right now. I was pulling out my list.
0: Um, John Green. John read, Green. Yep. Yeah, so one of the books he wrote was Turtles All the Way Down.
1: Uh um, That whole theme comes up a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, I really like that series. Uh, one I recently started was Brandon Sanderson.
1: Oh, which one? Uh, he's
0: on my list. Um I'm starting with The Way of the Kings. I am nope.
1: on Oathbringer listening to him.
0: Oh wait, those are, these are different series than the one I'm on, so
3: Yeah. He's done a lot
1: of work. Yeah. He's um, actually some really plenty of stuff.
3: What else
0: you got? Um I Life in Parts. Life in Parts. It's the uh, unabridged autobiography by Brian Cranston. Oh, at, um was one of my first audiobooks where I actually could not stop listening hmm. to it. It was great because it's actually read by him.
3: Right, uh, that would that would do so it. So
0: that really helped a lot too. Um, Nicholas Sparks obviously is one of my favorites.
3: Um, wait, 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 wait! What's your favorite Nicholas Sparks book? Is I was, it a Notebook? I was unaware
1: you were a girl. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's your favorite Nicholas Sparks guy? He's not a girl, he's just a romantic And you know what, I I kind of am too Not to the extent that I like Nicholas, Nicholas <laughs> Right. Parks, I'm, um, al- I'm always going to favor the side of love
0: My favorite one is actually Safe Haven
2: Oh, I didn't know about that one Actually, I enjoyed that movie The movie was great I thought it was, thought the was book, a cute movie
0: And the book was really different um, And stuff like that
3: For Nicholas Sparks? Yeah
0: Well, I mean from the movie too Oh,
3: okay
2: um,
1: I have not read any of his work
3: I haven't either. if you it's probably to, great
2: if you were to read one I would recommend is it because, is it, is, it because he's, he, he, is it because he's become too much of a cliche
1: it's probably yeah. it's, it's like an easy target
0: Oh they're just fun to me um, I do like Dan Brown. I know you do um, it's okay I enjoy while I do agree with Ken that a lot of his books are structured very similarly that's how he sells books still.
2: I like the way he puts them together though that's
0: and that's and that's true too. But my biggest thing about it is I actually really enjoy the Robert Langdon character more so than anything. And that's the same thing though with like I'm also the type of person who doesn't pick or won't watch a movie because it has Tom Cruise in it
4: right?
2: Um you know I'm i, I got I gotta tell you that the Robert Langdon character who I also like I do like I do like Robert Langdon as a character because he's not he's heroic without being like the hero symbolisms um, but mostly because like that the, the Dan Brown is Robert Langdon.
0: oh yeah for sure
2: until the until Da Vinci Code came out and you saw Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks is now Robert Langdon to me um, it was always it was always Dan Brown running around doing that stuff
0: um, the Robotech series of uh, novels Oh really? Yeah, they wrote novels based on the um, anime.
1: And oh, yeah. There's a lot of different ways you could go with that. I mean, space opera, like fighty action thing, love yeah. interest, and do that as a background. Yeah, one of the things I like about the fantasy series is you can do whatever you want. They don't all have to be realistic. You know, cartoon yeah. robots and all this stuff. Yeah, you could take a step back, but
0: they yeah. really took the show where the show is really about the mecha. And stuff, and there's the love story of that's in the show, but they really help build into the characters of the show. So you watch the show, then you read the books, and then you enjoy the show even more. Type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, another set that I'm looking to get into is by William Force Chen. Spell it. F-O-R-S-T-C-H-E-N.
3: I guess so. You guys got it right.
0: Um, I just found these about a week ago. I haven't bought them yet, um, but I'm looking forward to. It. They're on sale right now, too. Um, it's one second hour, one second after 48 um, hours and stuff like that. One
1: second after. I have uh, I read that one. Did just it It's okay.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Because they're okay. worth $7 for a listen.
1: If you got time to kill, sure. I mean, it was interesting, I guess, just to hear some of the ways that things would play out. That one is uh, someone sets off a a low altitude, high altitude? EMP. EMP, a nuclear bomb in the atmosphere, and everybody loses power forever. Um, Apparently, that's the way it's going to work. But, like, you know, people who are on insulin, that is going to be a real problem for you once it starts going bad. Right. You know, little things that you wouldn't think of or, I mean, that's about the only thing I remember about the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> Is you can hide your insulin in the water tank of your toilet, keep it a little bit cooler for a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and uh, one more author for me. You
2: dig, the, dig, you, dig a, you dig a really deep hole and put the water in the hole Ooh. and put your insulin in there.
0: There you go. Or you just move to Lake Superior and put it in there. You're good forever. Even better. Yeah, Lake Superior. Like never all the answer.
2: diabetics in the world are centered around Lake Superior. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> then gets fouled eventually because they keep throwing their damn Twinkie wrappers in it. God, I mean. dang it.
0: Most diabetics don't drink tw-
2: or eat Twinkies. <laughs> oh, no, they drink Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wait, wait, what was I your last I have one
0: last offer, author. Uh, David Leviathan.
2: Oh,
3: um, was that the... Uh... No, I'm thinking of something else. What did David Leviathan write?
0: Uh, he wrote every day, um, someday, Will Grayson, another day.
3: Yeah, nope, I didn't didn't read him. Tuesday, Wednesday.
1: Uh, he the whole week his most
0: famous thing that everybody might know is he wrote Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which oh. was a great
2: movie. That's a fun movie. I do love that movie,
0: actually. Yeah, so he was the writer of that book.
2: Oh, All right, oh, that okay. makes more sense. Um,
0: and one of his books, actually, uh, The Will Grayson, was written between John Green and him. And what they did is they did an idea I actually wanted to do with Pete one time. Um, he One of them would write a chapter based on one character.
3: Dang it, they stole our idea.
0: And then they would pass it, and then they would write basically the same chapter from the other, other person's point of view. Other oh. person's point of view and they kept going back and forth between them.
1: That's actually, well, n- not exactly that, but one of the other books that I wanted to mention um, was the Enderverse, Ender series, Orson Scott Card. Um, yeah, like Ender's, Ender's, Game Ender's Game was a great book. It was a great book. Uh, a bunch of the other ones were good books. Um, but one of the best things they did was, so Ender's Game happened, and then they did a couple more books, and they went back and told Ender's Game through the eyes of Bean. And that was the whole book, because Bean was the main, main character. And so you get to all the same places, and all the same things happen, but from his perspective. And it was really great. That Those are great. like my favorite two books, uh, Ender's Game and Ender's Shadow.
3: But I can't, ever since Orson Scott Card came out to be such a <sighs> lunatic, really it hurts so I bad. I can't read his or support him anymore. I can't
1: either, other than what did He doesn't do? change. He's, he's super racist.
3: super racist oh. and super homophobic, and he's yeah. just kind of a terrible person.
1: Yeah, it ruined a bunch of things. But yeah, just read yeah. those two books and don't give them any money for it. Right. R- go to the library. So
0: torrent them.
3: Torrent them or go to the library, yeah. Yeah. Old school torrenting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Analog torrenting. <laughs> <I> like, <laughs> that's a good analogy there. <laughs> Analog oh. torrenting. Go to I, the library.
1: I did have one other set of books that is on both lists.
3: That, um, is that it's overrated and good? Yes. Okay. And
1: it depends on which book you're on. Um, the Dark Tower series.
3: Ah, uh, the, first, the first four.
1: Exactly. Gray, the last. Thank you. Terrible. Where have you been my entire life of <laughs> ranting at people <laughs> that those books got horrible at the end? First he, four. He
3: lost it after Wasteland, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: Really, honestly, we we're being generous at four, but they were okay. <laughs> but the last three, and especially the last one, was just a bullshit cop-out. Number three and of was, my
3: favorite books is The Gunslinger.
1: It so was a know. good book. I really like the second one. I think the best. Second and third, like together. I read those in a three. weekend. Yeah. Is the thing is th- those two books are are one in my head. It's two and three because I was so excited from the Gunslinger. Immediately went to the store, bought the other thing. Like in the span of a week and a half, read those three books, and finished the fourth one like the next week. It was and then hit
3: hit rock bottom. Oh my
1: god! It was so as soon as he was in it, I'm sorry, Stephen King. You are not allowed to be the lynchpin of your whole stupid universe.
3: Right. Yeah, he blew that. Anyways, I to hit him with a car. He's a better he's a better writer than I am. So,
0: he has All his right. moments. So, have you ever had a book where you read the entire thing, front to back, in one day? Oh yes. <laughs>
3: yeah, so and I'm going to tell you what it is, and it's kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to preface this with the reason why I read it, and I was this was long ago. And I was... You're
2: galaxy Far, Far Away. Yeah, okay,
3: Galaxy Far, Far Away. Actually, a lot, watched a lot, I read a lot of Star Wars books. Anyways, that's not it. Um, I was at my mother's, and I was watching the house, and I was super bored, and the only book she had on the shelf that I hadn't read was Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone, and I read that motherfucker in a day because, god damn it, it was good.
1: It really was, honestly. I read that. It was, I think, a full year before the hype really went exploding. Like, my mom got that book when it was nothing and nobody had heard of it. And like, well there's a cute little book, you should read it. And I like put it off for a year and then read it and then it exploded. But god damn if it wasn't a good book. I know,
3: right? I was like, God damn this book is good and I hated to admit it because I read it after the explosion. So, you know, I hate jumping on the hype train. But I read it, I was like, God damn it, it was good. <laughs> I, I, props. Props. So that was the, that was my book that I've read like straight through.
0: Yeah, one time I was in high school And I picked up a new book uh, for, uh, it was actually a Spider-Man novel, not a comic book, but it was about Spider-Man, and sat on the rocking chair on the back porch and read it front to back.
3: It happens every once in a while. It's only happened to me once, like I said, but it was Harry Potter, so congratulations J.K. Rowling.
1: Right. Not that it matters. that's That's a good thing. So hopefully if you've never read a book at like four in the morning because you couldn't stop like one more chapter, six chapters ago, that's a good feeling. Of just like how exciting this book is and how fun the world is to live in that you've basically just created in your brain from little squiggles on paper. Like, how rad is that?
3: I know, right?
2: That ever happened to you, Ken? Oh, yeah. A few times. War and Peace. Used to be be when I went to Florida every year, my entire vacation was centered around um, my my ex in laws had a condo and there was a balcony, it was on the third floor. And just inside the, 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 the living room open to it and the bedroom open to it. And in the, just inside the bedroom was an easy chair and, a, and, and an ottoman. Right. And I would pull them out on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And it was all screened in and everything. And I would just sit there. And read. For at least eight hours a day and read. That was my whole vacation. That's all I wanted to do. So I, I burned through dozens of books. Nice. In a, in a single day and night. And a couple of books. Uh, speaking of J.K. Rowling. Uh, the Casual Vacancy. I read in two days because it was too long to read in one. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I read it I read it nonstop. Okay. Uh, over the course of two days, but probably the first book that I really like the fir- the first time I really like sat down and was like eager eager to read a book um, would probably be John Grisham's The Summons. Hmm. Don't know anything about it. Um. I had read uh, A Time to Kill, which is his first his debut novel. Okay. And I liked it a lot. And the summons revisits the town and uh, one of the characters from the... Well, actually, two of the, one of the characters is mentioned. The other character is uh, actually in A Time to Kill. Uh, it, it, it references back to that, so I was excited to, uh, to, to get, jump back into the world of, of, Tom Clea, of uh, John Grisham's Deep South.
3: Nice. All right, well, I guess I'm up. And I'm going to go through my list of um, 50,000 books that Pete recommends. That there's not have. that many. I have about as many as Jonathan and and maybe Dana now, since he added a few, um, of books that I think are great and are not well known.
0: So if you want to skip ahead for the next 20 minutes, this yep. is the time.
3: Actually, if you do that, you're going to miss the best books. So number one is Lamb by Christopher Moore. Barf. And if you don't know what this is, is hilarious. It's the story of Jesus as told by his best friend, Biff. <laughs> and it's absolutely hilarious because they call him Joshua through the whole thing, or Josh. And when Biff meets Shush. Jesus, Jesus is busy killing a lizard and bringing it back to life as a kid because <laughs> he can. not The book is phenomenal, and Christopher Moore is hilarious. And there's even one, there's, there's one scene where, where Jesus wants to visit a whorehouse, but he can't partake in these abilities. So he keeps paying Biff to give money to the women. So Biff can partake of the abilities and then come back and tell Jesus what it was like. So it's, I mean, this is, this is it. The whole book is hilarious and it's so much fun and I highly recommend it. And I have the version that comes in the shape of a Bible with the gold pages and like, oh, oh, it's fantastic. I highly recommend Lamb by Christopher Moore and actually a lot of Christopher Moore. Um, one of my favorite series of all time, um, is the Camelot series written by Jack White. And it is the, the story of, um, Arthur, King Arthur, as if it really happened. And here's the, here's the kicker. There's eight books to this series Mm -hmm. and Arthur doesn't show up until he's a baby in, in book four. It starts with his grandparents and the world that they've set and the creation of Camelot. And it starts where the Romans are leaving Um, great britain the picks are coming over hadrian's wall and some of the legionnaires stay to help build camelot merlin ends up being um arthur's cousin he's older so he was born in in book three it's fantastic how it's done um a little bit of mysticism here and there but merlin there's no magic for merlin it was just all like a series of happenstance that, that people think merlin's this warlock where really it's all just kind of slide in hand and him happy to be in the right place at the right time. It's okay. a fantastic series. If you can find it, it's very rare. Um, book one is called The Skystone because the sword, well, I'm not going to give it away. Right. But it's fantastic. I highly recommend it for anybody. Another one I think Ken will really like. It's, it's called The Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet by Jamie Ford um he's an asian author and he writes about it's kind of a love story during the time of japanese internment Mm. in the u.s and it's fantastically written and it's hilarious and it's sad and it's fun like there are multiple people who i recommended this book who cried at the end of it because it's so very good Hmm. and yes i so at borders um i was lucky to be one of the um book raters so i would be sent books by corporate to rate and recommend and write blurbs about online Hmm. sometimes i got some really shitty fucking books but sometimes i got some really good ones and hotel in the bitter uh hotel in the corner bitter and sweet was one of those and i would never have picked this book up if i had not had to read it
1: that's always nice
3: another one of those books so david benioff before he was writing game of thrones television show was an author. Mm-hmm. And one of the books that I was sent was by David Benioff a long time ago. It was called City of Thieves. And it takes place in Russia during the siege of Leningrad and the people in the city. And it's fantastic fucking book. And I highly recommend this book to, to anybody. Um, it, there's everything in it. There's um, death, destruction, love, cannibalism, craziness. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic book. My mom loves it. I recommend it to her, and she, she actually went out and bought her own copy. Oh. So one of my favorite characters, everybody talks about, you talked about your favorite characters um, from Dan Brown, but one of my favorite characters is Agent Pendergast from um, the Preston and Child books. Um, Preston and Child are my favorite authors. I have probably every single one of their books. Um, my favorite is the Agent Pendergast books. Um, there's a little bit of mysticism, a little bit of suspend your your belief a little bit here and there, but the stories are so well done and they're so much fun to read. Like those books, I can read probably in a week. Hmm. It, they're just I would start with Relic. Pendergast doesn't actually show up till the second book in the series, Reliquary, but you need to, you need to read Relic to set up Reliquary.
4: Okay.
3: Hmm. Um. This one is going to be kind of a political book. And it is Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72 by Hunter S. Thompson, where he follows the actual election between McGovern and Nixon, oh. written as only Hunter S. Thompson can write. And it's fabulous. Like, number one, he loves McGovern. Like, he thought, Hunter S. Thompson thought McGovern was a great guy and should have won the presidency. He hated Nixon. And the thing he hated more than Nixon was Hubert fucking Humphrey. Um, uh-huh. Who was running against McGovern? Who lost to Nixon in the previous election? If you remember, mm-hmm. right? Um, I guess Humphrey was a despicable human being, according to Hunter S. Thompson, and I tend to trust Hunter S. Thompson he, because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't pull punches, right? And uh, I recommend this book. And um, there's another series of book. I forget the author that that writes about elections, and one followed uh, the election of '64. Um, like man, I wish you could not But uh, look it up because it was also a great book where it follows the primaries, and you kind of get like inside access to how this all works out.
1: Mm -hmm. That'd be interesting, especially, I wonder if it's at all similar to what happens these days.
3: I bet you it is, but Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail, um, 72, was a book. Apparently, um, he was writing for Rolling Stone at the time, and each chapter was published in a Rolling Stone issue. Um, Gosh. And then it just compiled itself into a book, but I highly recommend it. It's great. Just, just that insight, even if it's coming from a Hunter S. Thompson, the insight into that process kind of blows your mind. Another one, and believe it or not, I've read this book over three times. It's more than 1,000 pages. Um, it's The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich by William Shearer. Yeah. If you ever want to study of how people can fall um, kind of into the trance of, of a demagogue like Adolf Hitler and all the the behind-the-scenes action um, in the Third Reich. This is the book to read. Mm. I feel like everybody should read this book because it really gives you insight of history and what can happen still today. Um, Like I said, it's over a 1,000 pages, and I've read it three times. Wow. Yeah, it starts with Hitler's birth, um, and it goes all the way to his death, and everything, everything in between. Like, it is in-depth. Again, we're going to go back to Brandon Sanderson for my next book because Brandon Sanderson's a great storyteller and Mistborn. I've
1: heard that was a good series. The
3: Mistborn series is fantastic. Do not miss his first book, though, Elantris. Yeah. Elantris is great, Mistborn is better. Um, just the first three, you don't really need to go into all the appendages that he
1: does. <laughs> okay. You really don't. That's good, good, good helpful knowledge. But cause...
3: the first three for Brandon Sanderson, and by the way, I'm reading now The Wheel of Time. Okay. which is Robert Jordan, who Sanderson finishes for him.
1: Oh. I haven't got there yet. Okay. I'm, only on, I'm have, only on
3: book three of The Wheel of Time.
1: Yeah, I think I have most of those books on my shelf that we got from uh, a friend's dad who passed. Uh, I have not jumped into those yet. I keep looking at them, eyeballing them, because I've got 24 of them.
3: Yeah, so when I was a kid, the first chapter book I read was Alice in Wonderland, Through the Looking Glass. I don't really count that. Um, the second chapter book, well, the third chapter book I read was Gunslinger. The second book I read was The Thief of Always by Clive Barker.
1: Ah, that's a good one.
3: This book is fantastic, especially for young adults. This is the penultimate young adult book. Yeah. Um, it's better than The Hunger Games. It's a quick read. Um, it's well done. Yeah. And,
1: read it on a plane ride.
3: Yep. And Clive Barker, um, my biggest... Clive Barker's touch and go. He, yeah. he tends to go into too much detail and exposition. He forgets to talk yeah. about story a lot. But uh, um, this book was spot on. The Thief of Always highly recommended.
1: Yeah, he's got some good premises.
3: And then another fantasy book that I just recently uh, read, The Warded Man by Peter Brett. Hmm. Um, in this one, um, kind of the country is ravaged by demons that kind of come out at night. They they, they come they kind of come up through the ground at night. Um, and if you're oh, not I behind wish. a ward, if you're not behind a ward, you you kind of get eaten and killed um so the worded man um well i can't really get into much but the warden man b- finds a way to to get it done right. um but again mm. it's a whole series and the first book is from the worded man's point of view the second book is from um another character's point of view the third book is from another character's point of view and they all converge in four so um excellent mm. he's an excellent writer peter brett and the worded man is worth it nice so those are the 10 kind of lesser-known books. My, one, my, my favorite all-time book of all is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
1: That's just, those are all just fun. That's a good book.
3: And I, number two would be Catch-22. I have not made
1: it through that. Mm. I've tried a couple of times.
3: No, I think, I think the book is fantastic. What you have to remember is that each person is a form of government. Milo is capitalism. So each person signifies something in that book. And there's only three people that are truly sane. And I'll let you figure out who they
1: are. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so at the I mean,
3: end of the book, right. you'll realize that there are only three people that are not crazy. And they each represent a faction of humanity.
1: Huh.
3: So, yeah. R- read it again now.
1: now. I got homework?
3: You got homework. Homework. Oh.
1: Yep. So those are our books, ladies and yeah, yeah. gentlemen. Um, oh, wait. Uh, and uh, one one last book to oh, throw Danny's in there. Danny's going to throw one more in. Just because... There's a TV series about it that is awful. Read the book. The Magicians is actually like a really good grown-up Harry Potter's the what they'll tell you about it, but it's better than that. it's good. and the, the TV show is awful. don't watch it.
0: The 100's good too. Was that a book? It was a book and then they, they turned it into a TV show
3: and yeah. the TV show's not that, not that great. I, guess. I enjoyed the TV show. Oh okay,
0: but it was just one of those ones that I recommend. okay. So that's it everybody. There's our books.
1: Now you've all got homework as well. Pick you, one, read. You know, it. You know what else that is the end of?
0: What is that the end of? This episode of the Vlix podcast.
3: Wow, that was it a quick episode.
1: It is
0: the end. We didn't we didn't do our question of the week. Oh. Oh yeah, we do have to do all that. Right.
3: We cannot end without the question of
0: the week. So I have to pull that up real quick. So we'll be right back with the question <laughs> of the week. Because so I don't have that pulled up yet.
2: Do it. Do it.
0: Alright. So question of the week last week was if you fear death why dun dun
3: dun who wants to take this one I don't fear death
0: I do not fear death anymore
3: no I used to I also don't anymore Danan
1: well I mean I definitely don't want to go to hell
2: you <laughs> al- but you also don't want to spend 10 years before the mast on the flying Dutchman
1: ooh that's true too mm, yeah what not if really what I really
2: do want to do that
1: well then you just like and I just got a,
2: a proposition for you. <laughs> Do you fear death?
3: <laughs> no, um the only thing that I'm worried about would be the people I don't want them to I mean this might be me being arrogant maybe, but like I don't want to hurt um like my family members or my nephews. Do you don't want them to miss you. Yeah, or or uh, my
0: girlfriend. You can always make them hate you just
3: before you
1: die. Right.
2: Yeah, but that's shitty. Why?
0: Why would
3: you do that to them?
2: It's
0: self-sacrificing. No, it's, it's
1: like really the part not. in the movie where you kick the dog and tell it to go away because you have to like make sure it's safer you know, away exactly. from you. And you're like, go, go way,
3: away, Rambo, I hate you. I hate
2: you. Exactly.
1: Yeah, but then they Throw come rocks back at away. it.
2: No, you're, you, know, you gotta go away. You're trash. Nobody likes you. Yeah. Why are you guys all looking at me as you say these things? Yeah, right. I don't know. Just, I don't know. just gravitate that way.
1: Right. you have the lovable puppy that we're going to kick.
0: Oh, great. for your own
1: good, though. Just know that.
0: Well, next week's episode. i are just trying to protect you. <laughs> uh, I see what you're doing there. So we all
3: answered this one pretty quickly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. Do we fear death? Uh, no, not anymore. We probably so I think used to. A more
2: accurate question would be, why do you not fear death anymore? Yeah, why religious? don't you,
3: Ken? Why don't you feel fear death anymore? There's nothing to be afraid of.
2: Yeah, but that, that was pretty. I'm much... I'm really afraid of much of anything. Like, um, I just, you know, I've had a full life. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. myself. I've had a good. I've had a good time. I'm not going to die with regrets. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, and then you're, you're dead. What do you? Plus, care? you know, it's one more thing to worry about if you're, you know, constantly worried about dying. <laughs> like, right. Sitting exhausting. in traffic, like, oh no, this car is going to come to this intersection and, and kill me. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> have that. I got a life. Danan?
1: Yeah, it's, I grew up visiting my cousin, whose uh, family was very Baptist, and so there was a lot of concern over my immortal soul. <laughs> uh, and nice. Even my All the my fire cousin. And firm stone. Right. Did yeah.
0: I got you beat on that. Even Tenfold. even the ones
1: who i went to one of those one time they had some carnival games they were kind of shitty but we had to listen to a speech for a long time that was boring um but you know we'd make jokes like um well if we got to go to hell we still get a tan and he would be like oh i don't i don't I want you to be safe i don't want you to go to hell so you got to promise to let jesus into your heart and it's like okay i, mean, I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we got to do but
3: did you say
2: that i didn't shut the door on him I'd be like, I, I he already died for my sins. I, uh, but that whole thing—he died to save—he he died to save all of humanity. I mean,
1: he got crucified. Big fucking deal. Well, he Do you know how many people got crucified? Yeah, but
2: they—they—they they, they didn't get crucified the way that Jesus got crucified.
1: I bet there were a lot worse.
2: They were they were tied to crosses and left to hang there. Like there was a, there's a difference between the way they crucified Jesus and the way they crucified like virtually everyone else. Kind of like, yeah, kind of, kind I of, I feel of, like
1: in Romania that there are several corpses, like several thousand, I would disagree, but people die all the time. Like, it happens. Like, a whole pastime in the Middle East is to think of horrible ways to kill people, like tying your arms and legs behind your back and hanging you from mm-hmm. the ceiling and then like slowly cutting open your stomach until your guts all spill out and you die. Like, just thinking, like, every Saw movie you've ever seen somebody has done it worse already. And just to say that one guy died one time and we all owe him a favor. I don't know. It just seems shitty. Right, mean.
3: Getting off of this subject. Yeah. Cause we're not supposed to talk about. Yeah.
1: Oh. Um, Sorry. I'm bad at that.
3: So um, basically I had, the, I had the same thing with uh, Ken. Like really when it all comes down to it um, for myself, there's, there's really nothing to be afraid of Um it's just me worrying that that my stuff is in order, so that um, people are taken care of.
1: Basically. Yeah, I worry about my girls. W- yeah, w- and you I would worry to, about your daughter. I want to
2: make sure that I've I've left my world, at least not the world at large, but my world, a better place than when I when I arrived, and I feel like I've done that. So I've
3: mm-hmm. accomplished the things. Jonathan,
2: hmm. I
0: was driving down i sixty nine, going under the overpass for four seventy five, and I was just like, I'm okay if I die.
3: Really? Yeah, just right there. Yeah, right
2: then. Yeah, you're okay
3: if a car came through the 475 and or it just collapsed on you.
2: Yeah. Okay. Good. And and why is that? Or are you just like you
0: know? No, no, that was just the moment it happened.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. just happened. He it's just, good. I'm good. He he just he just hit Nirvana right there. Oh <laughs> I'm out. He blissed off right.
0: That was the spot. That. That's... That was the the time and day You like,
2: should go find that spot and set up a temple. <laughs> I drive past that spot every workday. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, see and, and depending on and depending on which direction he's going. Oh no, it's
0: only if I'm going towards yeah, uh, Lansing from
2: Belsie Road. Right, yeah, it's, it's it's you're you're fine with it killing you on your way to work. <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Which I <laughs> think Keep is that same a, which is I think is a out thought out all of here. us have had. Yeah. I actually
0: I, I, lives, I, I like yeah. Please let today be the day. I did not work there yet when this happened. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, so you ready for next week's question of the week?
3: Yeah, lay it on us. Hit us with it there, honcho.
0: Given the ripple effect of our actions across time and space, how can we ever be sure that we're doing the right
3: thing?
2: Ooh, I'm it's a I answer thinker. this question without without endgame spoilers? Yeah, don't.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't answer the question that comes next week.
0: So, all right, guys. Well, we all hope you enjoyed the second ending of the Vlix podcast this week.
2: <laughs> ending part two, yeah, the revenge. Tuned. Stay, stay tuned for part three. So not only did we start this episode twice.
0: Boy, right. did he. We've ended it twice.
3: It's Does that mean we're
2: counting this as 34 and 35?
0: So this is actually. you say next
2: week's off? Next The title of this episode will now be episode 34,
0: Inception. Right. The episode in the episode? Is <laughs> Vlick- episode inside an episode. So, all right, guys. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.